as the Cleveland Indians take the field. Here are the starting lineups for the second ball game. Yankees winning the first six to five. The New York Horace Clark at second base, leading off. Bobby Mercer center field second. Roy White in left field third. Danny Cater will be in at third base, batting cleanup. Thurman Munson, the catcher, batting fifth. Ron Woods in right field hits sixth. Johnny Ellis, whose home run won the opener, will be in first base batting seventh. Ron Hansen moves into shortstop eighth. And John Cumberland, the left-hander on the mound, batting ninth. Ted Ulander leads off for the Cleveland Indians in center field. Eddie Leone at second base, bat second. Duke Sims in left field third. Tony Horton, the first baseman, fourth. Roy Foster in right field fifth. Rich Rollins at third base sixth. Ray Fossey, the catcher, seventh. Jack Heidem in the shortstop hits eighth. And on the mound and pitching will be Barry Moore. And now on Yankee Baseball, we pause for station identification. The Yankees at home and away on WGY Schenectady. Just before the start of the game, we'll fill you in on the scoreboard. The Birds of Baltimore are up in the bottom of the ninth, trailing Boston 1-0. Cuellar for Baltimore, Nagy for Boston, Romo in the eighth, and Lyle in the ninth inning. So Baltimore is up at the bottom of the ninth. As of now, they lead the Yankees by six. If Baltimore wins it, it'll be six and a half. Boston wins it five and a half. That's the first game of a doubleheader as well. Washington leads Detroit six to four after six. It's Oakland over Chicago five to one after eight and a half. And California leads Minnesota five to two after five and a half. Ready to go. Here's Frank Messer. And the first pitch from Barry Moore to Horace Clark is in the dirt inside. Ball one, and we're underway. Horace went one for four in the first game. He is five for 13 in the series. Batting right-handed against the southpaw, Barry Moore. The wind-up the pitch, and it is over the inside corner for a strike. One and one. Plate umpire is John Flaherty. Bob Stewart is at first base. Ron Luciano at second, and Merle Anthony at third. Clark hitting 285. Next pitch. He fouls it back upstairs. The count is one ball and two strikes. Yes, sir. We had a real thriller in the first game. The Yankees taking it 6-5. to five. The Yankees have now won 23 and lost 19. We're waiting for the final score in the first game of the Boston-Baltimore doubleheader. The pitch. Foul. Back to the left side. Bounces into the stands. Getting very hazy here on the shores of Lake Erie. Looks like fog's getting rolled in a little bit. Ball and two strikes. The windup. Moore turns it loose, and Clark swings and misses strike three. So Horace Clark is retired. One down. And it will bring up Bobby Mercer. Bobby had two hits in the opener. He is three for 15 in the series, batting 234. His two base hits in the first game added five points to his batting average. Mercer using the bat with the special uh, pad on to protect the thumb of his left hand. Moore's pitch, curve, strike call, knee high, got the outside corner. Barry Moore started against the Yankees in the second game of a doubleheader on April 12th and allowed three runs in six innings on seven hits. He had no decision in the game. The Yankees won it 5-4, but Dennis Higgins, working in relief, was the losing pitcher. Moore rocks back, kicks and deals. Fastball is over but low. Moore this year has won three and lost three. Lifetime, he has 26 wins, 31 losses. And against the Yankees, he has gone one win and five defeats. 
1-1 pitch. Mercer pops it foul, coming back out of play. It will be in the stand. So the count is a ball and two strikes on Bobby Mercer. Duke Sims again in left field for the Cleveland Indians. Ted Ulander is in center and Roy Foster in right. Rich Rollins at third. Jack Heideman at short. Eddie Leone at second. And Tony Horton at first. Ray Fossey doubling up behind the plate. Barry Moore into the windup. Left-hander kicks and deals high to Mercer, and the count is even at two and two. There's the windup, the two-two pitch. Changeup is inside. Mercer spins away from it. Full count, three balls, two strikes. Right fair crowd here in Cleveland, despite the bad weather all over the state. This was T-shirt day. A lot of the youngsters are on hand. They'll watch a 3-2 pitch now to Bobby Mercer. Here it comes. He fouls it. <laughs> Back right in front of us. <laughs> I don't think I had to say any more. Looks like a big cantaloupe coming up here toward the window. Other way, Bobby. Full count pitch again. 3-2 delivery. It's low and Mercer is on. Ball four. So Mercer draws a walk and the batter will be Roy White. Roy had three hits in the opener, including his sixth home run of the year. In the series, Roy is six for 15 and overall now he is batting 331 to lead the Yankees. He hit his home run batting right-handed and he's up there right-handed now against the left-hander Barry Moore. White hit the home run off Sam McDowell, who started the first game for Cleveland. He hits this one down the right field line. It is fading, fading. Foul ball. Back in the stands and foul. No balls and a strike to Roy White. Yankees leading two games to one now in this four-game series. And that's the road trip record. Two wins, one loss. Of course, the Yanks would love to win the second game here and move on to Detroit with another victory. The pitch to Roy White is down low and the count evens one and one. Danny Cater is on deck. Dick Hauser coaching at third. Elston Howard coaching at first. And a one-one pitch to White. He takes a rip on a change-up curve and misses. One ball and two strikes. Baltimore got one in the bottom of the ninth so they're going into the tenth inning at Baltimore and Eddie Watt has come in to pitch for the Orioles. One-one Boston and Baltimore. Okay, Bob. We'll keep an eye on that one. Right now, 1-2 pitch to Roy White with Mercer at first. Here it comes. It's low. Two balls and two strikes. Barry Moore went back to his fastball that time, but missed downstairs with it. No score. Just underway in the nightcap. Yankees won the opener 6-5. The pitch hit on the ground is short. Played by Heidemann to Leon for one. Back to first. It's a double play, and the side is retired. 6-4-3 double play. And for the Yankees in the first, no runs, no hits. There were no errors and nobody left. At the end of one half inning, the score is New York nothing and Cleveland coming to bat. We're celebrating spring and warm weather and blue skies and flowers at McDonald's. We're all prettied up for the season, and to make it extra special for you, we've got a gift for every youngster. A bright yellow Ronald McDonald Happy Cup, given free with the purchase of any 16-ounce Coke, orange, or root beer. This is the Happy Cup the youngsters have been seeing on TV, and as Ronald says, you can use it for lots of happy things. It's Ronald McDonald's Happy Cup. Be sure you get yours. Another reason we like to say, McDonald's is your kind of place. The lines on your palm may indicate a long life, 
But don't count on a fortune teller to make it happen. This is Faye Dunaway suggesting that you may be the one to count on. One way you can help ensure a long life is to see your doctor for a yearly health checkup. The American Cancer Society points out that checkups have helped save many lives from cancer. Help your own chances for a long life with a checkup and help others with a check to your American Cancer Society. Thank you. Well, John Cumberland goes out to the mound to pitch for the Yankees. He has pitched well for New York and he's earned himself a spot in the starting rotation. However, Cumberland has been a hard luck loser. He's lost three out of his four decisions. And this year and lifetime against the Cleveland Indians, he has no record whatsoever. Incidentally, it's getting very soupy again here at Cleveland after the skies brightened up towards the end of that opener. It's a foggy, gray day right now, but no rain is falling. We had some rain early in the first game of the doubleheader. And, of course, the Yankees well aware that Boston and Baltimore are going into extra innings tied up in their doubleheader. The Yankees already have one in the bank, and you'll never see a closer one. They won it 6-5. to five. And we now get set for the bottom of the first of the night cap with no score. Okay, Bob Gamere, and it will be Ted Ulander to lead things off. He went one for four in the first game, left-hand batter. Ulander is now hitting 237. John Cumberland into the windup. And the first pitch, strike one is called. This will be Cumberland's fifth start this year. He has won one and lost three. Pitched 33 innings, walked only seven, struck out 24 batters. Pitch to Ulander. Check swing foul is sliced off to the left side. No balls and two strikes. Johnny Lippon, the third base coach, retrieved the baseball. Kirby Farrell coaches down at first base for Cleveland. No balls and two strikes on Ulander. Cumberland to the windup. And the pitch. It is popped up and coming back foul again toward the upper deck. Count holds nothing in two. Yankees have Roy White in left field, Bobby Mercer in center field, and Ron Woods out in right. On the infield, Danny Cater at third, Ron Hansen at short, Clark at second, and Ellis at first. Fastball inside at the knees, back Julander off, one and two. Thurman Munson doing double duty behind the plate. And the pitch. Curve just missed outside. Two balls and two strikes. Plate umpire, John Flaherty, Bob Stewart at first, Ron Luciano at second, and Merle Anthony at third. No score, bottom half of the first. A 2-2 pitch coming to Ulander, the leadoff hitter for Cleveland. And he takes it just inside for ball three. Full count now. Eddie Leon is on deck. Southpaw John Cumberland ready with a payoff pitch. Here it comes. Ulander hits it in the air out to deep right field. Ron Woods goes back, down on one knee, now gets up again and makes the catch. Ulander is retired. Ball well hit to right. Ron Woods went back, went down on one knee, then got up and made the catch standing up. Now the second baseman, Eddie Leone. Leon had his first hit and only hit of the series in the first game. It was a fly ball triple down the right field line. Leon is hitting 206. Strike is called over the outside corner. Getting a scoring correction on the first game. We'll tell you what it's all about in just a moment. Cumberland winds and throws, and there is a foul field back upstairs. 
The ball that Sims hit, that Woods made the sparkling shoestring catch of in right field, Woods tried to get the double play to first base instead of going after the lead runner, Ulander, who was down at third, had left second and gone to third. Throw got through Cater. Danny never touched it. And it was the pitcher, Lindy McDaniel, who picked the ball up and threw it to shortstop Gene Michael, standing at second base to complete the double play and get Ulander out at second. The scorers had originally called it Cater who threw the ball to second. We knew it was McDaniel, and when they checked downstairs, they did change it. 0-2 pitch now. Swing and a missed strike three. Cumberland strikes out Eddie Leon. Two down. Cumberland's 25th strikeout of the year, and the batter will be Duke Sims, the left fielder. Sims, despite Ron Wood's great catch in the first game, did go two for four. He has five hits in ten at-bats in the series, including a pair of home runs. Sims, left-hand hitter. And the pitch to him from Cumberland is taken high, ball one. Sims batting 208. Tony Horton, the first baseman, is on deck. Cumberland has the sign, turns the pitch loose, and Sims swings and misses strike one. One ball, one strike. Mercer favors the alley in right center field on Sims. Roy White well around in left center field. They give him the left field line. Ron Woods backed up deep in right field. Clark back at the edge of the grass at second. Michael very deep at short. 1-1 pitch to him. He pops it up behind the plate. Thurman Munson comes back. He will not have a play. Ball hits on the netting. McCall is one and two now on Duke Sims. Washington leads Detroit six to four. They're in the seventh inning. Oakland defeated Chicago five to one. Lined up by Cumberland and the pitch to Sims. Swing and a miss, strike three. So Cumberland fans Leon and Sims and gets the side in order. Nothing across, and at the end of one inning, the score is New York nothing and Cleveland nothing. having a Brazilian Tau dance in celebration of the Brazilian Tau sale at your Atlantic service stations. Import a Brazilian Batos in an elegant jacquard weave for only a dollar twenty-nine. <laughs> oh, and the beach towel for only two ninety-nine. And get this, amigo, when you buy the Batman for only two forty-nine, you get a hand towel free. Yay, yay, yay. Each towel comes in avocado or gold. You can get one with every purchase of gasoline at a participating Atlantic station. Pretty soon, you'll have enough for your own Brazilian towel dance. Oh, you don't know how? It's simple. You dance to the rhythm of drying your back with a towel. No purchase required in New Jersey. Get the Atlantic station. The Yankees are making available to you fans official 1970 Yankee schedules just right to the ticket department. Yankee Stadium, the Bronx, New York, for your free schedule to keep you up to date about Yankee doings at home and on the road throughout the season. The Yankee doings here in Cleveland, they've got one game already by a score of 7-6 to six in the 6-5, to five, the first game of the doubleheader. And right now it's nothing to nothing as we get set for the second inning in the second game. All right, Bob and Danny Cater to lead it off. Kidder playing third base as he did in the first game. He went one for five in the opener. 
Cater now hitting 298. Takes the pitch down low for ball one. Cater going one for five in the opener. Dropped nine points off his batting average. He started the first game at 307. He is now 298. Right-hand hitter. Looks at a fastball over the outside corner. One and one. Cater has had a good series going six for 14. He'll be followed by Thurman Munson and then Ron Woods. Barry Moore. Wines and deals. Cater fouls one back upstairs. One ball and two strikes to Cater. No score in this ball game. Yankees won the opener 6-5. Southpaw, Barry Moore, rocks and throws. A curve is hit on the ground to the left of the shortstop. Heidemann is over, up with it. Throws on to first base. Cater is out, one away. Heidemann moving deep to his left to throw out Danny Cater. And now Thurman Munson, and what a first game Munson had. Of five times, he had four base hits. His first four-hit game of the year. Munson added 24 points to his batting average with those four hits going from 234 to a present 258. He's after the first pitch, foul tips it into the mitt of catcher Ray Fossey. Strike one. Ron Woods is on deck. Brooks Robinson hit a home run to win it for Baltimore. Two to one. Foul coming back. No balls, two strikes. Brooks Robinson. Brooks Robinson's sixth home run of the year in the tenth inning, and Baltimore has defeated Boston 2-1, and it looks like nobody can beat those Orioles. Monson waiting. Takes low for a ball. Yeah, Bill Kane says the Yankees just have to beat them themselves, and, uh, well, they'll have the opportunities. Strike pitch to Munson. Check swing, says the plate umpire John Flaherty. Fossey is arguing, and Fossey has a pretty good argument on it. Here comes Alvin Dark. Munson started a full swing, brought the bat up, and now Alvin Dark is just asking Flaherty to ask the first base umpire. And the first base umpire, Bob Stewart, does not make a call. Now Dark is going down to Stewart. Flaherty will not care at all for that move. But old thing here, Frank, if the next one is close, swing at it. All right, it's a ball and two strikes to Thurman Munson. Dark goes back into the dugout. Munson had a pretty good cut, but evidently brought the bat straight up in the air. Ron Woods waiting on deck. Barry Moore looks into Fossey, has the side, starts the wind-up, the one-two pitch. Get on the ground sharply to third, it's a foul ball. Real grass cutter, just foul as it passed the bag. Looking at the uh, New York Yankees' home schedule. I know Baltimore's got to come in sometime for too much longer. This one is popped up down the first baseline. Coming in for Horton. Fossey is going out, and Fossey, the catcher, makes the catch in foul territory. Right 
Ron Woods will be the batter. Baltimore is in on August 8th, which is Old Timers Day, and a doubleheader August 9th, the Orioles' next appearance at the stadium. Woods, after the first pitch, fouls it back. Strike one. Woods went 0 for 4 in the first game. He is hitting 286. Final score, Oakland 5, Chicago 1. Chuck Dobson pitched a one-hitter for Oakland. Swing and a miss by Woods on a fastball, strike two. Dobson got the win to even his record at 4 and 4 with a one-hitter. Tommy John, the loser. Oakland 5, Chicago 1. Despite the one-hitter by Dobson, Oakland had to come from behind to win it. Pitch to Woods is taken outside. Ball and two strikes. John Ellis is on deck. Left-hander Moore looks into Fosse. Pumps high. Kicks and throws. Fastball just outside again. That time, the Indians thought they had strike three. Fosse was ready to go to the dugout. And Rich Rollins, the third baseman. Jack Hydeman, the shortstop. Second baseman, Eddie Leone. It all started to move off the field. But it's a two-ball and two-strike count. More wides. And delivers. Curve is swung on and missed. Strike three. And that is the third out. Second strikeout for Barry Moore. He gets the Yankees in order. Nothing across. At the end of one and a half, the score is New York nothing and Cleveland nothing. What would you think of a restaurant that guaranteed good service or your money back? You'd be ahead of the game either way, right? Well, that's pretty much what happens with Atlantic's Red Ball service. If your Red Ball service dealer doesn't clean your windshield or offer to check your oil, weather permitting, he'll refund the price of your gasoline. Red Ball service is your Atlantic dealer's way of assuring you of good service. So that if you're on a trip, you know you're going to get the very same good service you get in your own neighborhood. So you get the same service from a dealer who doesn't know you as you do from the guy who's known you for years. The details may vary slightly from state to state, but the quality of Red Ball service never varies. If it does, you get your gasoline for free. Atlantic Red Ball service. You're ahead of the game whether you get it or not. will be back at the stadium for most of the month of June. It all begins June 2nd, a night game with the Kansas City Royals. And the uh, Royals will be back on the 3rd and the 4th as well. So the 2nd, 3rd, and 4th, the Yankees and the Royals at Yankee Stadium. Tony Horton ready to leave things off here, batting 244. Horton went one for four in the first game. He has four hits in the series, right-hand batter. John Cumberland's first pitch to him. He swings and fouls one back upstairs. Strike one. Larry Heisel hit a home run for the Phillies in the bottom half of the ninth inning to tie the ball game up 5-5 five to five with St. Louis. So an extra inning ball game in Philadelphia. The pitch, low. One ball, one strike. No score here, bottom half of the second. Yankees won the opener 6-5. There's a foul coming back over our heads and into the upper deck. And the count is one ball, two strikes to Tony Horton. John Cumberland, in his fifth start, whips the pitch in, and Horton drills it deep to left field. This one may be gone. It is going. It is a home run for Horton. 
round the bases. Gets the handshake from Roy Foster. Now goes into the dugout and is congratulated there. And Cleveland leads one to nothing. For Tony Horton, the home run is his fifth of the year. The fourth home run given up by Cumberland. And now Roy Foster, the right fielder. Pitch is way high and outside. Ball one. Foster is hitting 234. Strike call gets the outside corner, evens it up one and one. Well, the Phillies scored in the tenth and beat the Cardinals six to five. Mike Jackson, the winner. Taylor, the loser. One-one pitch. Ball high. Two balls and one strike to Roy Foster. The third baseman, Rich Rollins, is on deck. Temperature has dropped considerably here in Cleveland. Wind blowing in off the lake. Cumberland's 2-1 pitch has popped up foul off the third base side. Cater is after it. May not have a play. On the steps of the dugout, he cannot get to it. It's back in the crowd. Here are the totals on that Baltimore-Boston game. Baltimore, two runs, seven hits, no errors. Listen to this. Boston, one run, two hits, no errors. Eddie Watt, the winner in relief, and Sparky Lyle, the loser in relief. Lyle gave up a home run pitch to Brooks Robinson. 2-2 to Foster. There's a fly ball. Well hit straight away center field. Mercer digging back. Back to the wall. Turns under it. And he makes the catch. Mercer back to the 385-foot sign just to the left of dead center field to make that catch. And now Rich Rollins will move in. Rollins is hitting 222. Went one for one in the first game today. Bob Beal pitched a three-hit shutout as Pittsburgh blanked Montreal three to nothing. Another big crowd in Montreal. Almost 30,000 again up there. Rollins, right-hand batter, looks at a strike. Under the letters on the inside corner. Montreal is playing pretty good ball today. In fact, right along, they've been playing good ball. They've only five and a half out. They've won 16, lost 23. There's a ball hit deep to left field, but Roy White digging over toward the corner. Cannot get to it. It drops in, and Rollins makes a big turn at first and now goes back. Roy White did not get the angle on that ball. Running... Uh, more to more in and then had to swing over to his right and couldn't get to it. So it's a base hit for Rollins. The second hit of the ball game for the Indians. And the batter will be Ray Fossey, the catcher. Fossey is batting 248. He takes low, ball one. Roy White having trouble getting the angle on that ball, and instead of uh, slanting directly toward the ball, he came in and then had to go to his right and just wasn't able to get there. There's one that's popped up off the first base side. John Ellis in foul territory is after it over toward the dugout. And John Ellis overran the ball just a little bit. He did not get it. He was on the top step of the dugout, lost his balance, caught himself on the roof of the dugout, and the ball hit just behind him. It was a tough chance with the dugout steps involved, and it goes as no play. 
Fossey still alive with a count of one ball, one strike. John Cumberland ready to work to him. Checks Rollins at first and deals. A curve is hit foul off the right side. Cleveland leading one to nothing on Tony Horton's fifth home run of the year. Fossey batting with Rollins at first, one away. And the pitch. Outside. Two balls and two strikes. Two pitch coming, line drive, caught by Michael. No play back to first pitch. Or rather, Hanson, I beg your pardon. Ron Hanson at shortstop. So Fossey is out on a line drive speared by Hanson, who cocked his arm, wanted to throw to first, but Rollins got back to the bag. Jack Heideman steps in, and we'll pause for station identification. The Yankees at home and away on WGY Schenectady. Heideman, right-hand batter. Takes a breaking pitch high, ball one. Heideman is hitting 198. He was hitless in the first game today. And was a little upset when they lifted him for a pinch hitter. He has gone three for 11 in the series. He checks his swing and takes a ball up high, 2-0. Now Jim Turner is going to come out and talk. To the young Yankee left-hander, John Cumberland. Ralph Houck is not with the club now. He left earlier this afternoon to fly to his home in Lawrence, Kansas, or the home of uh, his family in Lawrence, Kansas, to attend the funeral tomorrow of his father. So in uh, Ralph's absence, Jim Turner is handling the pitchers, and Dick Hauser is taking care of the offense. In other words, Hauser will give the signs and decide the plays to be used. But when it comes to uh, pitching changes and so forth, it will be up to Jim Turner, the pitching coach. Two balls and no strikes right now on Heidemann. Rollins at first, two out. Rollins short lead. Alice holding against him. Here's the pitch. Heidemann swings, fly ball, hit up into shallow left field. White digging hard, digging hard, digging hard. He's got it. Roy White coming in fast to make the catch on the run, and the side is retired. For Cleveland, one run, two hits. No errors, one man is left. And at the end of two, the score is Cleveland one and the Yankees nothing. When someone says... Honey, don't eat so fast. I love you. Pick up your clothes. I love you. Your clean shirt is on the chair. I'll make your favorite dessert tonight. Someone cares about you. Did you take your vitamin pill today? Come on, I'll drop you off. Just a little out of the way. Someone cares. I think they really care. How do you want your eggs? Don't forget to take your lunch. Have a good day. Take care of yourself. You are really important to them. What time will you be home? Don't know, but I'll call you. You know somebody cares. Don't worry. About you. Something good will happen to you today. They want it to happen. To you. Today. So 
far in the second game, Barry Moore has put down the Yankees 1-2-3 in both the first and second inning. There was one base runner. That was a walk to Bobby Mercer. But Roy White banged into a double play in the first inning. So the Yankees have to play catch-up early in the ball game for the first time in this series. This is the first time in the four games that the Cleveland Indians have gotten a jump on the Yankees, and they lead now 1-0. Well, here's the young man who provided the winning run in the first game for New York, John Ellis, with his first home run of the year. He also had his first double in the ball game. Right-hand hitter, he went 3-4 for four overall and fouls the first pitch back, strike one. Ellis, after taking that swing, reached down and grabbed the back of his right leg as if he might have uh, noticed a little twinge there. Moore's pitch, swing and a miss on a high fastball, strike two. Ellis is now batting 146. The home run in the first game went over the right field fence. First time Ellis had ever hit a ball out of a ballpark, he hit an inside-the-park home run in his first major league game at New York. It's this one on the ground a second, two hop by Eddie Leone. Gets it over to first base in time, and Ellis is retired. One down, and the batter will be Ron Hansen. Hansen appeared in the first game as pinch hitter. Went over one. Ron is batting 125. Right hand hitter. Checks his swing and takes a strike on the first pitch. Cleveland leading by a score of one to nothing. Pitcher John Cumberland is out on deck. And the pitch to Hanson, low inside. One ball and one strike. And the 1-1 pitch. Fouled it back and out of play. California and uh, Minnesota in a battle for first place in the Western Division of the American League, and California leads 5-4 to four at the end of seven innings, playing at Minnesota. Pitch to Hanson, foul ball, lined into the stands, down behind the third base dugout. That was a wicked shot. And we hope nobody was hit by it. Right back into the crowd, a real bullet. Young man has the baseball, and everybody seems to be all right. That brought the Yankee players out of the dugout to take a look. Now the next pitch to Hanson is low. Two balls, two strikes. Milwaukee batting in the top half of the ninth inning, trying to catch a two-run Kansas City lead. The Royals 4-2 over Milwaukee in the top of the ninth. 2-2 pitch to Ron Hanson. He hits it foul again past the third base coach, Dick Hauser. In the National League, the Cubs beat the Mets 3-1 in the first game. The Mets are leading 2-1 in the third inning of the nightcap. At the end of this third inning, we'll bring you up to date on all the scores. Pitch is high and outside to Hanson to fill the count 3-2, 3-2. In the first game here, the Yankees won it 6-5 in a game that was just full of thrills and excitement. This game, Cleveland is leading 1-0. There's the wind-up by Moore. The pitch to Hanson fouled it again. (laughs) 
This game winds up the Cleveland series. It's on to Detroit. Tomorrow night, Tuesday night and Wednesday night, we'll be on the air at 8.55 each night, New York time. 3-2 pitch to Hanson. Change up is swung on and missed. Ron was way out in front of it. That is the third strikeout for Barry Moore. And it brings up pitcher John Cumberland. Cumberland is one for nine, batting 111. He has driven in two runs. Bats right-handed and takes a call strike over the outside part of the plate. Moore winds, turns it loose. Fastball is swung on and missed. Strike two. And the 0-2 delivery. Swing and a miss. Strike three. Strikeout number four. For Barry Moore, the Yankees are three up, three down, nothing across. And at the end of the top half of the third, the score is Cleveland 1 and New York nothing. Would you like to work in electronics but don't have the training and experience necessary? You can get the training and experience you need through the Marine Corps Enlistment Program. It's bookkeeping what you want, but you don't have the education. You can get the education you need through the Marine Corps Enlistment Program. Perhaps you would like to train in data processing or office administration. If you can meet the qualifications set by the Marine Corps, you can take the job of your choice and become a member of the Marine Corps Air Ground Team. You can get the training you need through the Marine Corps Guaranteed Enlistment Program. Marine Corps training is the best in the world, and you'll get travel, experience, pay and promotions while gaining an education. Join the Marine Corps team and build yourself in body, mind, and in spirit. See your Marine recruiter today, Gunnery Sergeant Jim Williams at the Marine Corps Recruiting Station, 114 J Street, Schenectady, New York. Here in the second game of the doubleheader, it's a one to nothing Cleveland lead after a very exciting first game. The Yankees winning it by a score of six to five, and there was so much you could say about it, but. Suffice it to say, the game was decided in the bottom of the ninth when uh, Cleveland had two men on, nobody out. Ron was made a great catch in right field and turned it into a double play, and the Yankees won it 6-5. to five. Barry Moore, the pitcher, leads off the bottom half of the third. He's a left-hand batter. Takes a fastball over for a called strike. Moore has been up 16 times this year with two base hits, batting 125. There's <laughs> Checks his swing and takes a high curve for a ball, one and one. Cleveland leading one to nothing on a Tony Horton home run leading off the second. Cumberland winds, kicks, and delivers. Curveball is knocked out in front of the plate. Munson is after it. Thurman has it, throws to first base, and Moore is out. Munson throws out Moore. One down, and the batter will be Ted Ulander. Ulander flied to right field his first time up. Ulander, a left-hand hitter. And he looks at a strike, taking all the way. Nothing and one to Ulander. Cumberland curves and Ulander bunts it foul back on the screen. No balls and two strikes. Ulander tried the running bunt and fouled it straight back on the netting. 
Well, Milwaukee tied Kansas City with two runs in the top half of the ninth inning, and they've gone to the tenth inning tied up four to four. Here's the two-strike pitch. High and tight to Ulander. One ball and two strikes. One out, nobody on. The Cumberland deals. Ulander checks his swing on a high fastball. And the count is evened up at two and two. That sent Munson out about halfway to the mound. Two balls, two strikes. Ulander bounces one to Clark. Two hops by Horace over to first base in time. Ulander going for all he was worth, even though it started out as a routine 4-3 play. Ulander really hustles. He just digs it out all the time. Go away, and the batter will be Eddie Leon, the second baseman. Cumberland struck him out in the first inning. John has two strikeouts. He's allowed two hits, and he has not walked anybody. Cumberland is a good control pitcher. There's one that is lined out into left field, but Roy White, right in his tracks, makes the catch. He didn't have to move a step for it, and the side is retired. Three up, three down, nothing across. And at the end of three innings, the total show Cleveland one run, two hits, no errors. The Yankees no runs, no hits, and no errors. In the National League, the Cubs beat the Mets three to one in the first game. The Mets lead two to one at the end of two and a half in the second. Decker against Ryan. Dodgers two, Atlanta one at the end of three. Pappas against Foster. The Phillies shaded St. Louis 6-5 in 10 innings. Mike Jackson got the win, and Taylor was the loser. Larry Heisel's home run in the ninth tied it up, and the Phillies went on to win it in the 10th. Cincinnati 7, Houston 2 at the end of 6.5. And, and let's see, Pittsburgh shut out Montreal 3-0 on a 3 hitter by Bob Beal. It is San Francisco 4, San Diego 1 at the end of 7 and a half in the first game of a doubleheader. Right now, we go to the fourth and ready to tell you about it. Bob, come here, Bob. Thank you, Frank. Horace Clark hits the first pitch deep to left field. This is way back. High, far, and gone. And bang, bang, it's tied up. Horace Clark pickle that first pitch, and there goes your no-hitter. And when he comes around the home plate, there goes his shutout. And the lead. Horace around third. Dick Hauser gives him a hand, and in he comes. How do you like that? Barry Moore went through nine batters in the first three innings, and Horace Clark hits the first pitch over the left field fence, and it's 1-1. For Horace, that's his second home run of the season. Here's Bobby Mercer. The pitch to Bobby. He swings, and it's a base hit to left field. Hit it in the hole between third and short. In quickly as Duke Sims throws it into second base after bobbling it for just a second. And the Yankees have taken two swings here in the fourth inning, and they have a home run and a single. And swinging right into Jonas is Phil Rizzuto. Teddy looks good. These Yankees, uh, we keep saying that every game they battled from behind. They had to do it in the first game and won it. They were trailing one nothing here. Now they got it tied up. Exciting baseball they're playing. We keep telling these fans, Bob, they don't believe us. I wish they'd come out to the stadium and see for themselves when we get home. Roy White, the batter, batting right-handed. He takes low and inside for ball one. That's the first pitch of this inning that the Yankees have taken. It's 1-1. New York won the opener 6-5. There's six and a half games off the pace. There's the stretch and the pitch. White takes curveball in the outside corner at the knees, and it's a strike, one and one. And they're six and a half outs. We no fault of theirs, we might add. 
but none of these other clubs have been able to beat Baltimore. The Yankees have split with them in six games. Here's the pitch. Swing it, a bounding ball back through the box, but over to second, a shortstop. Heidemann makes the play at second, throws the first to the double play. Heidemann got that ball in a big hop right at second, put his foot on the bag and takes the first for the double play. Two out. To score that six to three. Heidemann getting a put out and an assist. No, you don't see Roy White hitting into a double play once every 50 or 60 games. He's hit into two fast ones in this ball game already. That's right. Two in the same game. Here's Danny Cater. Cater drills the ball foul into the upper deck. Down the right field line. No balls in one strike. Cleveland Indians remain in the cellar in the American League. Yankees won the opener 6-5 to five on a Johnny Ellis home run. And then they held off the Indians in the bottom of the ninth. Ron Woods making a great catch. Here's the pitch. Line drive hit out over second. It's in the right center field. A base hit to Danny Cater. Ulander up with the ball in right center. Throws on into second base. Eddie Leone feels the ball. A base hit for Danny Cater. Here's Thurman Munson. Munson had four hits in the first game. This game, he popped out to catch a Ray Fossey in foul territory in the second inning. We're in the top of the fourth, 1-1 one, one the score. Moore to the belt. Here's the pitch. Munson takes low ball one. One ball and no strike. The breeze has picked up considerably. It's blowing straight in from left field. Horace Clark hit his home run right into the teeth of it. But he hit a low line drive that just kept going. Has the stretch and the pitch. Munson pops the ball out behind second. Shortstop Heidemann going back. Leon is over, and Eddie Leon makes the catch. So for the Yankees, they tie it up. One run on three hits. No errors, and a man left at the end of three and a half. New York one and Cleveland one. Are you game for a quiz? Then listen carefully, because the question won't be repeated. What does ARCO stand for? A-R-C-O. Here are a few hints. Hint one. Many of you recently received a credit card with the name ARCO on top. It replaced your Atlantic card. Hint two. The ARCO card is honored by Hertz, Ramada, and Fredway Inns, Hyatt House Hotels, Hyatt Lodges, Travel Lodge Motels, Friendship Inns, Emmons Walker Inns Incorporated, and Superior Motel. Time's up. Anyone who figured out that ARCO stands for the petroleum products of the Atlantic Richfield Company gets an A. You see, when the Atlantic Richfield Company was formed, it made sense to have one national credit card good at thousands of service stations coast to coast. The name selected for the card was ARCO. And if you'd like to carry one, applications are waiting for you at all Atlantic stations. If there are no more questions then, class is dismissed. Given up four home runs, and they've been important ones. The windup and the pitch, fastball, swing and a miss, strike one. No balls and one strike. Sims steps out of the batter's box. Umpire John Clarity calls timeout. No balls, one strike. Tumbling into the windup. The lefty delivers fastball. Foul. And we have a baseball. Here it is, Tell American League. Tell him I did not hit on the bounce. <laughs> <laughs> that I got it on the bounce. I don't know. Good thing. I'll tell you, I wasn't getting away of that one. Look at how dirty it is, Phil. I didn't know they used dirty baseball. 
Well, you know, it's just my luck I get a green. Oh, no. Not... Give it back to you. <laughs> Here's the 0-2 pitch. Swing and a pop-up coming back. And I think it's going to be out of play. Munson right to the screen, and he can't get it. It's about two yards up on the screen. So we finally got one here in Cleveland. That one looks like an egg. <laughs> oh, and to the count. Duke Sims, the batter. It's a 1-1 game here on the bottom half of the fourth inning. The wind-up by Cumberland. And the pitch. Sims reaches out and lines it over third. It's in the left field for a base hit. White's got a long run for it. He comes over near the line, up with it, and Sims holds it first. Nice play by White. He just reached out, and I honestly think it was accidental. I think he tried to check a swing. The ball hit the bat, went over third base for a base hit. So Duke Sims leads off the fourth inning for the Indians with a hit. And here's Tony Horton, who hit a home run, and what a shot it was his first time up. John Cumberland looking in to get the sign. Cumberland goes to the belt. Here's the pitch. Outside for ball one. One ball and no strike. The game is tied at one apiece. Cumberland over the head. Brings it down to the belt. Here's the pitch. Fastball. Low and it's ball two. And Munson said that's enough. He calls time. Starts to walk the ball out. Cumberland off the hill to meet him. Two balls and no strikes. The lights are on here in Cleveland. It's gotten rather dark and gloomy. Wind blowing in off the lake. John Cumberland to the belt. Here's the pitch. Swinging a pop-up foul into the upper deck. Two balls and one strike. on the count on Tony Orton. Cumberland checks the runner off first. Here it comes outside and high for ball three. So John having a little bit of trouble now after the Yankees got even. Three balls and one strike. A homer by Horton in the second. A homer by Clark in the fourth. And it's 1-1 but the Indians have a runner on. Nobody out and three and one on Tony Horton. Cumberland now goes to the belt. Sims with the lead off first. Here it comes, there it goes, fly ball down the right field line, going foul and back into the upper deck. So the count is full, three balls and two strikes. Bob Center, our producer, just autographed the baseball that I caught up here. As the stretch, the 3-2 pitch, foul ball. I will not tell you what he put on it. The count is full, three balls and two strikes. Duke Sims on first. Nobody out. Cumberland looking in. Now he goes over the head, brings it to the belt, checks the runner. The pitch to Horton. He pops it up foul over our heads and into the upper deck, and the count holds with three balls and two strikes. Cumberland has given up three hits, and the Yankees have three hits. The total is identical, 1-3-0. Yankees won the opener 6-5. This one tied up. Cumberland and Horton dueling it out. The left-hander against the right-hander. Cumberland, the lefty. Stretches. And the pitch. Swing and a drive. Hit deep to right. He may have another one. Wood's going back. Right at the fence. Looking up. It is a home run.
and the first time he has faced John Cumberland has hit two home runs, and that gives him six on the season. One the left field, and that one the right field. All the runs have been as a result of home runs, and that is five home runs that have been hit off John Cumberland since he's been brought up. And it's a three-to-one ball game. They haven't been roughing up Cumberland for any big innings, but every game it seems somebody pulls one. And it's been just enough to beat him so far. That makes it three to one. And Roy Foster steps in. Foster flied out to center field. He hit the ball well. And Mercer went back to the wall to Corrales in the second inning. Tigers, uh, the Indians leading it three to one. Yankees go into Detroit tonight after this ball game. Here's the pitch. Foster takes outside for ball one. One ball and no strikes on Roy Foster. John Cumberland won. And the pitch. Hit in the air foul into the upper deck of the count holds. One ball, one strike. Horton hit a three and two pitch out of here after fouling a couple off. The wind up. And the pitch. In there just above the knees for the call strike, and it's one and two. One ball, two strikes to Roy Foster. Yankees won the open at 6-5, to five, but it's 3-1 to one in favor of the Indians here in the bottom half of the fourth inning. John Cumberland goes into the windup. One ball, two strikes, the pitch. Swing and a miss, strike three. Way out ahead of a slow curveball. And Roy Foster strikes out. So Cumberland gets the first out here in the fourth inning. Bring up Rich Rollins, who had a high fly ball that dropped in front of Roy Wright for a base hit down the left field line his first time up. Rollins steps in. Rollins was a pinch hitter in the first ball game today. Here's the pitch. He swings and fouls it off into the upper deck. Strike one. Rollins got a big base hit in that first ball game. Right now he's batting 222. Cumberland into the windup. The pitch. In for the call strike just above the knees is 0-2. So Cumberland now has settled down a bit after the home run by Horton. McDaniel was the winner in the opener and Fred Lasher the loser. No balls, two strikes, Cumberland deals. The ball is swung on and popped up right behind the plate. I think Munson has a shot on it. Off with the mask, coming back, right to the screen, he's got it. Well, he had about two feet left. Thurman Munson stuck with it and made the catch and there were two outs. And now on Yankee Baseball, we pause for station identification. The Yankees at home and away on WGY Schenectady. Ray Fossey, the batter now with two outs. First pitch is ball one. Single, a home run, and then a strikeout and a pop out. So two in and two out. The Indians lead 3-1, to one, trying to get a split in the series. Cumberland winds and delivers. Fossey takes high for a ball, and it's 2-0. and oh. Two balls and no strikes. Bottom half of the fourth inning. Cleveland leading 3-1. to one. The Yankees will have Woods, Ellis, and Hanson in the fifth inning. John Cumberland, rookie from Maine, into the windup. Here it comes. There it goes. Line drive, hit deep to left field. Right going back to the wall, and it is gone. Shot. 
Ray Fossey, his third home run of the season. I want to tell you, that was a line drive. Went out like a rocket. White went back to the fence. You could just watch it. So the Indians have unloaded with a single and two homers here in the fourth inning. Cumberland now to hide him and inside brushes him back, ball one. Six home runs off John Cumberland now. This is the seventh game in which he has appeared. John winds and delivers, swinging a foul back. Count is even, one ball and one strike. The Indians lead it four to one. Two homers by Horton and a home run by Fonsi, accounting for all the runs. Horton had a man on when he hit his home run here in this inning. Cumberland into the windup and the pitch. Outside for a ball and it's two balls and one strike. Heidemann hitting number eight in the batting order. Flied out to left field his first time up. Two and one the count. Thurman Munson flashing the sign. Cumberland winds. The pitch. Heidemann swings. There's one. It's deep to left field. Down towards the line. It is high. Four and gone. George, they're going to run out of fireworks. Three home runs here in the fourth inning for the Indians. Time has been called, and Dick Hauser is coming out of the Yankee dugout. There's been no activity out of the bullpen. Heidemann's first major league home run, and the Indians are seeing off. That's four home runs in this game. Well, the pitcher, Barry Moore, is up now with two outs. In the meantime, House is still trying to sell Cumberland down a little bit. John's been unable to get this last out. Fonsi a homer, Heidemann a home run, and now Barry Moore is the batter. Five to one, the Indians lead. Three home runs here in the fourth inning. Cumberland now to pitch to Barry Moore. The windup and the pitch. Moore takes strike one on the outside corner. No balls and one strike. All the runs in this game are a result of home runs. Four homers for the Indians, one for the Yankees. Swing and a miss, strike two. No balls and two strikes. That ball was pulled a lot further than the first two here in this inning. The windup and the 0-2 pitch. Line drive, one hop. Hanson has it on a one bounce. His throw to first in time. Nice play by Ron Hanson at shortstop. So the Indians get a nice hand from the crowd. They score four runs, four hits, three home runs. No Yankee errors and nobody left. At the end of four, the Indians five and the Yankees one. Atlantic Richfield Company discovered oil on the north slope of Alaska, the place we call the Arco Circle. It took 100,000 tons of supplies and equipment to get started. It took 100,000 tons of pipes, cement, drills, gravel, parkers, gloves, huts, heaters, tractors, ladders, radios, and orange juice. It took planes that carry 48,000 pounds and cost $4,000 a trip. It took 160 flights to set up one camp and five flights a day to keep it going. It took a specially constructed airstrip. In short, it took the biggest civilian airlift in history. At Atlantic Richfield, 
We went all the way to Alaska so we can provide your local Atlantic dealer with the finest Arco Petroleum products for your car. Well, the Indians are going to make a change, and Craig Nettles goes in to play third base, replacing Rich Rollins. As we go to the top half of the fifth inning, and the Yankees have got some catching up to do. It's five to one. The pitch to Ron Woods on the inside corner, strike one, it's called. 19,421 is the paid attendance. 19,421. One strike to Woods. The next pitch, swinging a pop foul out of play, third base side, coming back into the lower deck. No balls and two strikes. to one the Indians lead after the Yankees won the opener six to five. Oh and two to Ron Woods. The wind up and the pitch inside for ball one. One ball and two strikes. Woods dropped down to 286 in the first game and then he struck out here in the second game in the second inning. The pitch to Ron. Ground ball hit out towards second base. Leon over. He's up with it. Has to go to the pitcher. Just in time for the out. Horton was way over there. He actually was in front of Leon. And Leon really didn't have to move over to first base. It was hit right at the second baseman. And for some reason, Horton took off. And almost flagged that ball down. Fortunately for the Indians, Moore was alert. And he got over and he covered first base. One out. Here's John Ellis. Three hits in the first game, including his first home run of the season. Yankees won that game 6-5, to five, and they're down here by a score of 5-1. to one. The pitch to Ellis. In there for the call strike. Curveball bent over. 0-1 to John. Barry Moore delivers. Ellis hits it foul outside of third down the left field line, and the count is now... No balls and two strikes to Big John. Ron Hampton is on deck. Only hitting the Yankees have done in this game was in the fourth inning. Clark hit a homer, then Mercer singles. White bounced into a double play and Cater singles. 5-1 Cleveland. Ellis in a hole, 0-2. Moore delivers to him. Swinging a foul ball into the upper deck behind home plate. The count holds no balls and two strikes. It's a strange thing, Bob, but the, uh, you know... The Giants have a new manager, and the Giants won their first game under their new manager 6-1. to one. Charlie Fox. Tough to see Clyde King go. He's a great guy, but... Here's the pitch, and it's high for ball one. It always seems that when a team does change managers, for some reason they win at least the first game, and normally they go on a little winning streak. Right, that usually happens, just like with a new player coming to a team. Little psychological boost. One ball, two strikes. The pitch. Ellis is a high fly out to left center field. It's well hit. Bulander is over. He's under it. And he makes the catch for the out. Two outs. Johnny just got a little bit under that one. Two outs for the Yankees, and here's Ron Hanson. Hanson struck out in the third inning. Ron only hitting 146, but he's had 11 walks. He's only been up... 17 times officially. So he's been a big help for the Yankees this year. Ron up there now with two outs, nobody on. He belts it deep to right field. That one's hit a mile. Way back. High, far, and gone. Home run. Well, they're hitting the home runs in this ball game. That's two for the Yankees. 
The Indians have four, and it's a five-to-two ball game. Oh, we've been saying the whole series how they've brought in those fences, but nobody's been taking advantage of it until this second game. Ron Hanson, with two outs and nobody on, he went for the homer, no doubt about it. That's his 101st home run of his career. I didn't realize he had that many. Here's Cumberland, outside ball one. When he first came up with the White Sox, he had some big years. I think he had 22 one year, didn't he? Let's see, his top year was 22 with Baltimore, right, and then he had 20 with the White Sox. Cumberland fouls it back into the upper deck, and it's one ball and one strike. Here in Cleveland, as we've been mentioning, they moved in the fence, about 15 feet in both left center and right center, and the fence is uh, five feet, six inches tall, a little bigger than Phil. We're going to miss by Cumberland. One and two. You're right, listen, that souped-up baseball makes a little difference, too, Bob. One and two, the count on Cumberland. Here's the pitch. John strikes out swinging, and this side retires. But the Yankees get one back on one hit. No errors, and nobody left on base. In the middle of the fifth, it's Cleveland five and the Yankees two. You know, last year, the Yankee birthday parties for children were highly successful, so they'll be celebrated again here in 1970. Birthday celebrations for children include a delicious Shreff's birthday cake, an autographed birthday card with the signature of all the Yankees, and the birthday child's name on the center field scoreboard 20 minutes before game time. In addition, organist Eddie Layton will play Happy Birthday to You when the name appears on the board. It's easy to arrange your birthday party. All you have to do is purchase a minimum of eight $4 box seats or $2.75 reserved seats and leave the rest to the Yankees. Birthday parties can be ordered only through the mails and must be received by the Yankees at least one week before the date of the game you wish to attend. For complete information and easy-to-order order blanks, write to Birthday Party, New York Yankees, Yankee Stadium, Bronx, New York, 10451. Well, we've got those 60,000 bats at Yankee Stadium. So nobody will be disappointed on that day, Sunday, June the 7th. Mark down the date, all you boys and girls, 14 years of age and under, accompanied by an adult, get a lovely little league bat on June 7th. Bob? Bottom of the fifth inning, it's 5-2, to two, the Indians, after the Yankees won the first 6-5. Tumbled into Ulander. Foul ball right next door, strike one. Back downstairs. Boy, they're taking dead aim at us. We've had one in this booth already. And Herb score and Bob Neal just missed that one. No balls at one strike. Can't get over how dirty this one is that I got, Phil. Here's the windup and the pitch. Foul ball right underneath us. <laughs> no balls and two strikes. They're coming right back at us. This is lively coming back. This where they are going out there. You didn't tell the folks that you caught that cleanly, Bob. That's Did right. I, in my modesty, I didn't want to. Oh, all right. Well, I'll tell them. <laughs> the pitch, inside and low, ball one. One ball and two strikes. Yankees looking to take this series, but they're in a hole now by a score of five to two. Uh, Cumberland's got to try and keep Cleveland close and hope the Yankees can come back. Here's the one and two pitch. Uland is a high pop foul. I believe it's out of play. Munson and Ellis running over, but the ball is back in the seat. Right over the dugout and bouncing around. One ball, two strikes to count on Ulander. Ulander flied out to right field and grounded out to second base. 
Yankees won the opener. Six to five. Cleveland leads here. Five to two. We have had, let's see, six home runs in this game. The windup and the pitch. Swing and a high pop foul outside of third and into the stand. One ball and two strikes. Yankees and the Tigers tomorrow night at 8.55, Tuesday night and Wednesday night. Cumberland into the windup. The pitch to Ulander. Swinging a ground ball to first base. Ellis has it goes off his chest. Tries to pick it up and can't do it. And safe at first is Ulander. Ball took a big hop off Ellis's chest. And he tried to pick it up on the run and he couldn't handle it. We'll wait and see how they score it. No announcement as yet from the official scorer. In the meantime, Eddie Leone steps in. And I guess they've scored it a base hit because they have six hits up on the scoreboard. It is, there's the announcement. A single for Ted Ulander. There's the pitch and it's bunted. Cumberland off the mound. Plays it to first. The sacrifice works. Ellis makes the catch and there's one out. So Eddie Leon sacrifices the pitcher to the first baseman. With one out, Ulander goes to second base. Duke Sims the batter. And on deck is Tony Horton, who has two home runs and two at-bats. And right now it's Duke Sims who has struck out and singled. Five to two, the Indians lead. Bottom half of the fifth inning. Yankees won the open at six to five. Sims a big left-handed batter. Cumberland to the stretch. The pitch. Duke hits it foul into the upper deck on the third base side. No balls and one strike. Duke Sims, a converted catcher, been playing in the outfield in this series. And he has really hurt the Yankees with a couple of home runs and a couple more base hits. But his one that could have hurt the most was caught by Ron Woods in the ninth inning of the first ball game and turned into a double play. No balls, one strike. Cumberland's pitch, curve outside, and it's one and one. Five to two, Cleveland. Bottom half of the fifth inning. Baltimore beat the Red Sox 2-1 to one in the first game in 10 innings. The Brooks Robinson home run after they tied it in the ninth. Second game, no score at the end of one. Cumberland checks Ulander off second. His pitch, curve ball, just misses outside. And it's two balls and one strike. And John Cumberland is well aware that Tony Horton is on deck. Fans, of course, would like to see Horton get up there with first base occupied. And it's not so easy to pitch around him. Cumberland peering in to get the sign. Now he goes to the stretch, brings the ball down to his belt. Here's the pitch. Fastball hit in the air out towards short right center field. Mercer cutting in front of Woods. Bobby is there, and he makes the catch. Mercer throws the ball on in, cut off by Ron Hanson. Ulander holds a second. Two outs, and here's Tony. Two home runs and two out -backs.
Ron Hansen comes over to give Cumberland a few words of encouragement. They're going to walk him. You'll hear the booze down. third ball outside and Tony Horton who has gotten two homers in a row now draws an intentional base on ball. You'll hear it now. Horton moves on down to first and Roy Foster comes up. Now Foster really looked bad his last time up. He swung very late on one of Cumberland's pitches and he struck out. First time up he hit it well. He flied out to deep center field. So Foster is up with two outs and two on. Five to two Cleveland, bottom of the fifth. Yankees won the opener six to five. Cumberland sets the pitch. Here it is, swinging and a strike one. No balls and one strike. Cumberland's trying to keep Cleveland close. Yankees will have the top of the order up in the sixth inning. No balls, one strike. Cumberland with that ball behind his hip. Viewlander on second, Horton on first, Cumberland to the belt. The 0-1 pitch. Just misses inside with a slow curve, and it's one and one. One ball, one strike. The Indians leading five to two. They've had four home runs in this game. The Yankees have had two. Yankee homers by Clark and Hanson. Indian home runs two by Horton, one by Fossey, one by Heideman. Foster the batter with the count one and one. Cumberland to the belt. Pitches inside, he ducks out of the way. Two balls and one strike. That ball wasn't too far inside, but for some reason, Foster quickly jumped out of the way. Dirty home plate, and John Flaherty, the umpire, now does some housekeeping. Two and one the count. John Cumberland has the sign over the head to the belt. Here's the pitch. He hits it off the hands, fouling onto the screen out of play, and the count is even at two and two. That pitch was in tight, and he just hit the ball right above his hand. Two and two the count. Cumberland hasn't given Foster many fastballs. Two balls, two strikes. Foster has that front foot almost on the plate. Curveball hit on the ground to third. Cater with a nice pickup throw to second. Fourth play. He's out. And the sides retired. No runs, one hit, no errors, and two men left. The end of five. It's Cleveland five and the Yankees two. Well, they say no news is good news. But the Yankees have received quite a few letters concerning the 1970 Yankee yearbook. Here's one. We love the color photos of all the Yankees, especially Mel Stottlemyre, our favorite. That's from Mrs. T.S. in Forest Hill. Mrs. Stottlemyre. And Mr. B.P. of Darien, Connecticut says the 1970 Yankee yearbook has terrific action shots that remind me of all my visits to Yankee Stadium and the exciting ball games I've seen. And then Mr. J.K. of New Jersey writes, as I am bedridden and unable to attend Yankee games, my only contact other than radio or TV in the Yankee yearbook and the 1970 is the best ever. Then we have one from a Mrs. Gamir in New Jersey <laughs> who said, my husband really looks handsome with that crew-cut haircut. So we make everybody happy with the Yankee yearbook. 
Yankees ready to go in the top half of the sixth inning. The ground crew has cleaned up the infield. And Horace Clark, who had a home run, his second of the season in the fourth inning, will be the leadoff batter. Five to two, Cleveland, as we go to the top of the sixth. has struck out and hit a home run. Came into this game hitting 285. Clark, Mercer, and White. The windup. The pitch to Horace. Swings at the first pitch. Fly ball to left field. Duke Sims is waiting. Under it and he makes the catch. Horace hit the first pitch over the fence in the fourth inning and he tried to do it again. But Sims was able to corral it. One out. Bobby Mercer who has walked in single. Mercer had two hits in the first game. Hey, it's been a long time since Bobby's hit a home run. He's had five for a long time. The windup. The pitch to Mercer. He belts this one to right field. It's down the line. It's a fair ball. Takes one big bounce up against the foul pole for a ground rule double. That's a ground rule. That's throwing the ball in the second. So the ball bounced up over the fence, and it hit the pole for a double. May 30th, Bob, you were saying the last time... May what? May 3rd. We haven't gotten to May 30th yet. <laughs> hey, that's right. That's next Saturday. That's the Indianapolis 500. Well, maybe he'll hit one on May 30th. Let's wait and see. Maybe Phil has some ESP. See, May 3rd. Today is the 24th. Three weeks exactly. Very good. Here's Roy White. <laughs> Roy has hit it to two double plays and you don't see that too often because he's got a lot of speed but he's wrapped the ball to shortstop twice last time was right at the bag at second a high bounding ball has the stretch Moore turns it loose to White swinging a foul ball back into the upper deck strike one it's five to two the Indians and the Yankees trying to come back they came back to win the first one. They were down two runs. Here they were down four. They've cut it to three. They have Bobby Mercer on second. And one out. No balls, one strike. The pitch to White. Fastball outside. Fossey thought it was in there. But umpire Flaherty said outside is one and one. Top of the sixth inning. Moore goes to the stretch. Checks Mercer. The pitch to White. Low curve and it misses low. Ball two. Two balls and one strike. Yankees looking to take this series. They're even with Cleveland on the season series. Here's the pitch. Curve high, and he just misses again. Three balls and one strike. Danny Cater is on deck. Three and one, the count to Roy White. Barry Moore to the belt. Checks Mercer. Here it comes. High ball four. He's on. But down the first base goes Roy White. The Yankees have him on there. Mercer on second, White on first, one out, and here's Danny Cater. Cater grounded to second, in the second, and he singled in the fourth inning. Danny one for two in the ball game, batting 298 coming in, so that'll put him just above the 300 mark. Fossey is out to speak to Barry Moore. In the meantime, left field is Sims and right hand, right uh, center field of Yulan to get together. I don't know what they were discussing. If it's how to play Cater, they might as well forget it because he can hit to all fields. You see them pull the ball. 
as he did the home run at the stadium the other night. We've seen him hit the right field, put it right on the foul line, dead center, right center, left center. He can hit everywhere. Here's the pitch. Swing and a ground ball, hits the third, maybe two. Throw to second for one, and it was a bad throw. Throw to first. It's still an over play. How do you like that? What a play made on second base by Eddie Leon. He had a comeback for a bad throw, wound up, and Cater appeared to be very slow going down the line. I don't know. He might have slipped in the batter's box. But it's a double play, third to second to first for the Yankees. No runs on one hit, no errors, and one man left. We go to the bottom of the sixth to score Cleveland five and the Yankees two. So, word to the wise, go out and get your tickets. You see how exciting these games have been on the road and at home so far. To the bottom half of the sixth inning, and the Indians lead it five to two. Yankees had a good opportunity to go by the boards there. Kata wrapped it hard, but right at the third baseman Nettle. And his throw was right into the second baseman. And I've actually never seen a double play like that. Because Roy White went in hard, took him out of the play, and then he recovered his balance and still threw Danny out at first base. Pitch is inside for ball one. One ball and no strike. Greg Nettle's the batter. His first time up in the ball game. He went in as a defensive move. The Rich Rollins went one for two. Cumberland delivers inside for a ball, and it's 2-0. and oh. Two balls and no strikes. The Indians lead 5-2 after the Yankees won the opener 6-5. And Ron Klimkowski, who's pitched in the last two ball games, is warming up again for the Yankees out in the bullpen. Cumberland into the windup. Here it comes. Swing and a miss, strike one. Two balls and one strike. Cumberland has given up five runs on seven hits. But he's given up the four home runs. The two-one windup. The pitch. High for ball three, three and one. See California beats the Minnesota Twins six to five, so that'll tighten up that race a little bit. Make it a half game between the Twins and the Angels, with Minnesota up by a half game. Three balls, one strike. Fastball hit on the ground out to second baseman Horace Clark. He gets a big hop, head high. Throw to first in time, and there's one out. Nettles is out, second to first. And here's Ray Fossey with a home run his last time up. Fossey and Heidemann getting set to come up, and they hit him back-to-back out of the park in the fourth inning. Last half of the sixth inning, Cleveland five and the Yankees two. Windup and the pitch outside for ball one, one and zero. Well, the Oakland Athletics starting to play ball. A lot of people picked them to win it before the season in the Western Division. They won the first game from the White Sox five to one, and they're leading in the second five nothing after three. Curve ball in just above the knees to the call strike, and it's one and one. But oh, those Orioles winning the opener in ten innings, two to one, and no score against the Red Sox after two in the second game. Cumberland into the windup. Here's the pitch. Fastball hit in the air. Deep to left. He's got another one. It's high, far, and gone. (laughs) 
Well, Fozzie has hit his second home run in a row and the fifth home run for the Indians in six innings. Now, here's Heideman. Back in the fourth inning, he hit a home run right after Fozzie. And I'm going to tell you, he's not about to lay one down. The windup and the pitch. High ball one. He'd fool everybody in the park if he bunted here. Up and the pitch. Swing and a miss. And a big cut it was. One ball and one strike. So it's 6-2, to two, the Indians leave. Out of the five home runs, four have been solo homers. Pitch is low for a ball. Two balls and one strike. What do you think it is, Phil, about Cumberland pitching that he's vulnerable to the home run? Well, he's got such excellent control. That's the one thing. Robin Roberts had the same problem. He used right. to give up a lot of homers. You dig right in, you know that he's not going to be wild or throw at you. Here's the pitch. There's a drive that keeps the left. White may have it. He's back near the fence. He's there, and he makes the catch. Well, he made the bid. But a long fly ball at Roy White corrals, and there are two outs. Cumberland hasn't been belted all over the park. In other words, there haven't been a lot of singles, doubles, triples. That home run ball has killed him, and it hasn't only been in this game. Ted Savage hit one off him in Milwaukee. He pitched a fine game, and boom, he was out of it with a three-run homer. Here's Barry Moore, left-handed batter. Ground ball hit the first. John Ellis up with it. Runs over, and he steps on the bag, and the side's retired. One run, one hit. There were no errors, and nobody left on at the end of six. The score, Milwaukee six, and the Yankees two. Now on Yankee Baseball, we pause for station identification. The Yankees at home and away on WGY Schenectady. Here in Cleveland, the Indians lead the Yankees by a score of 6-2 after New York won the first game 6-5. They'll give a rundown on the scoreboard and then bring the scooter in for the next three innings. Baltimore beat Boston 2-1 in the first game. Robinson's home run. Brooks did it in the bottom of the tenth after the Orioles tied it up at the bottom of the ninth. At the end of two and a half, Boston and Baltimore no score on the nightcap. Steve it against Beaver. Washington beat Detroit by a score of 6-4 in their ball game. Coleman the winner. The losing pitcher is Lolich. Oakland over Chicago 5-1 in the first game. Second game after three and a half. It's Oakland 5, Chicago nothing. Odom against Johnson. John Mincher has hit home run number 11. What a ball player he's been for Oakland. California beat Minnesota 6-5 with a run in the ninth inning. Roger Repose hit number 7. Kansas City got two in the bottom of the tenth to beat Milwaukee 6-5. National League, the Cubs beat the Mets 3-1 in the first game. Mets lead 2-1 after 5 of the nightcap. 4-1 Los Angeles over Atlanta after 6 innings. The Phillies beat the Cardinals 6-5. Houston over... Cincinnati 10 to 7. Now for the seventh inning and Phil Rizzuto. All right, Bob Berman Munson lines one up in right center field. That's going to be in, I believe. Yes, sir. It dropped for a base hit for Munson. That ball had eyes. It was not hit too hard, but placed perfectly between Ulander and Foster. So Munson gets his first base hit of this ball game. He had four in the first game. And that's base hit number six for the Yankees. 
And I just got that feeling the Yankees are going to explode for three or four very shortly. Funny how you get that feeling. All right, here's a stretch by Barry Moore. Pitch to Ron Woods. High ball one. Woodsy is struck out and bounced to second. The stretch. Pitch is hit high in the air, but to center field, Ted Ulander moving in under it. Ted's there, makes the catch, one out. That brings up Johnny Ellis. Johnny has bounced to second, fly to center. Ellis had his best day of the year in the first game. With a single, a double, and a home run. His home run was actually the winning run in the ball game. All right, Munson at first. Ellis hits one in the right center, and that one's going to be in for extra bases. And that's hits against the fence. So Munson is being held up, and Ellis goes into second base with a stand-up double. That hand was for Tony Orton. It was not a spectacular play. He just cut off a ball that was being thrown in from the outfield. It would have been a perfect throw to the plate. Orton, who's really been cutting a pie today, especially on those home runs. He really puts on a show with that Horton strut. Well, the Yankees feel like you do, that they uh, may explode for a few runs here because they have Fritz Peterson warming up now in the bullpen, and he would uh, come into this ballgame if it gets close. All right, here's Ron Hanson, who can make it real close. Hanson struck out in the third and home it over the right field fence in the fifth. And as we mentioned before, that was Hanson's 101st Major League home run. Now, that's a lot of home runs for a shortstop. Ball right hand battle, one out. Runners at second and third. In a close ball game, Dick Hauser would have sent Munson in. Pitches inside, ball one. Thurman would have had a good chance to score, but when you're behind by four runs, anything might happen. You could slip rounding third and take yourself out of what might be a big inning. But the two youngsters are hitting that ball today. The pitch curved low, dug out by Fossey. 2 0. I would say if there had been any doubt as to whether this ball is souped up a little this year or not, this doubleheader, I think, has taken any doubt away. Some of the balls that have been hit. Inside ball three, three nothing. Cumberland is on deck, but I doubt if John is going to get to bat. Three balls, no strikes. The wind-up, the pitch, low, gets away from the catcher, but Munson does not come in. Runners hole, that ball went all the way back to the screen. The bases are loaded. Cumberland is being called back. He's not being called back. Yes, he is being called back. Hauser came over from third and gave him that, what I thought was a vote of confidence, pat on the backside, but it wasn't was just to lead him, give him a little push towards the dugout. Pete Ward, who is a left-hand batter, is coming up to bat against the left-hand pitcher, Barry Moore. You know, a lot of folks have uh, mentioned what you just did, Bill, that the ball appears to be a little bit souped up this year, but the American League maintains that it is not. It's the same ball. Well, if they took a poll of the pitchers, it would be 100% pitchers that all that I have talked have all said the ball is lively. I had one pitcher say he was holding the ball 
and something started to come out of the the uh, sea seams of the ball. I don't know what it was that was coming out. It was like a Mexican jumping bean. He held it in his hand and was hopping around. All right, Pete Ward, the batter. Base is loaded. The potential tang run at the plate. Barry Moore winds. His pitches a curve. Hit deep to center field. You land his back. He's got a beat on it and makes the catch in front of the 400-foot sign. The throw in is second. Everybody advances. And what a slide by Ron Hanson. That was like a dying fish. He just fell down. Alvin Dark is coming out as Ward hit one. Almost a grand slam. He hit it to the deepest part of this ballpark. Had he pulled it just five feet to the right, the 385-foot sign would have been gone, but he gets a sacrifice fly. A run batted in. It's now a 6-3 ball game. And we'll have a new pitcher coming on. Vince Colbert. That's who it is, Vince Colbert. There's some dope on him, Frank. This young man was uh, brought up about 10 days ago from Wichita. He was having a good season down there. 3-0. Pardon me. Colbert had won three lost none and had two saves and an earned run average of 1.59. Colbert pitched in the uh, first game of the doubleheader, which the Yankees won by a score of uh, 6-5. to five. Colbert worked at three men. He got uh, Roy White on a ground out to first. Danny Cater flied to center. Then Thurman Munson drilled a base hit off of him, but Munson was thrown out trying to steal. So Colbert pitched one and he gave up one hit and faced just three batters. He has had only three innings of Major League experience, including the one inning he pitched in the first game of the Twin Bill today. Looks like he'd be a strong uh, lad, Bill. I don't he have does, the... That he does. Let's see what size he is. He'll go six feet or better. He's from Washington, D.C. Quite an athlete at Eastern High in Washington. And that high school turns out some very fine athletes. Well, I would have thought they might have had his uh, dimensions in here somewhere, but I don't see them. Is he listed in the book at all? He's in the book, but it doesn't say what size he is. <laughs> he was a non-roster player, I guess, this spring. Maybe that's why. I don't know. No, he wasn't either. They got the size of all the pitchers except for Colbert. All right. Horace Clark is up there batting left-handed now against Vince Colbert. Runners at second and third. It's a 6-3 ball game. The pitch line hard, but foul. Oh, man. Back into the seat. Foul by about 10 feet. Would have been a home run, but Horace just out in front. Hanson at second. Ellis at third. 6-3 ball game in favor of the Indians here in the top of the seventh. Horace has struck out, homered, and flied to left. Colbert winds. Pitch outside, one of one. He's got a pretty good fastball, kind of sneaky fast. Johnny Ellis bluffs coming down the line. But Colbert never looked at him once. There's a pitch, low ball two, two and one. A lot of times you get a rookie in there, he concentrates so hard on the hitter. Didn't even look to see if there's anybody on third. But, of course, with a three-run lead, 
Doesn't have to worry about the man trying to steal home. Bouncer right at second. Up with the ball, Leon. Flips to first in time. But the Yankees do pick up a run. There were two hits. No errors, two men left. And at the end of six and a half, it's Cleveland six, the Yankees three. Uh, this is Bing Crosby. I'm sight-saving chairman for the National Society for the Prevention of Blindness, urging you to take care of your eyes. You know, in the next 12 months, disease, accident, neglect, and ignorance will bring blindness to almost 35,000 Americans. Perhaps the saddest part of all is that half of these victims will go blind needlessly. Needlessly from cataracts, the leading cause of adult blindness, which can be cured by surgery more than 95% of the time. Needlessly from glaucoma, which can gradually rob you of your sight without pain or symptom, but which can be treated if detected. They'll go blind needlessly from childhood vision problems that could have been discovered by a complete eye examination. And from accidents where correct eye and face protection could save thousands of people from blindness each year. Now, with your help, half of all blindness can be prevented. For more information, write Prevent Blindness, Box 426, New York, New York, 10019. Fast, convenient, and you walk away with your ticket. That's Ticketron. Yankee tickets are now available at Ticketron outlets throughout the metropolitan area. Rich Peterson comes on in relief for the Yankees. First time Peterson has relieved since 1968. He did not relieve at all last year. He did uh, relieve, however, two years ago. So it is not a completely new experience for Fritz. He had uh, nine relief outings in 1968. He comes into the ball game with Cleveland leading 6-3. to three. And to take a look at Peterson's record, he is scheduled to pitch the uh, Wednesday night game in Detroit. And the fact that he's relieving in this one would not uh, affect that because this would be Peterson's day to throw on the sidelines anyway. Peterson with six wins and two losses. Got the win Friday night. He pitched less than six innings in that ball game. And uh, with this being his uh, due day to pitch uh, on the sidelines anyway, there's, uh, it's not a bad idea to see him come on in relief, Bill. Not at all, Frank. You're right. He pitched five and two-third innings. Fritz doesn't work too hard when he's out there. He's pretty cute out on that mound. Facing the top of the Indian order, Yolanda Leon and Sims. Yolanda Ophir rather one for three has an infield hit swings and fouls one back strike one fly to right bounce to second and singled off Johnny Ellis's right shoulder left hand to Fritz Peterson the Indians leading 6-3 bottom of the seventh Fritz delivers a pop foul and out of play New baseball out to Peterson. Yankees have been, I think, very fortunate and uh, not being rained out of too many games. There have been several days where it looked like it was going to rain. We wouldn't even get part of one game in, and we've gotten double headers in. Curve outside. Ball and two strikes. Nobody out, nobody on. Bottom of the seventh. Peterson's curve over, and that was a good one. That was a big curveball. You landed knew it. So Fritz strikes out the first man he faces, and here's Eddie Leon. Oh, 
Leona struck out fly to left and sacrificed. The lights have been on all during this second ball game. I foul. It might be playable coming over and making the catch. Ron Woods, he went a long ways for that one. It was in foul territory down by the Indian bullpen. Outside the foul line and it's two away. And now Duke Sims struck out, single to left, fly to center. And on deck, Tony Horton. Indians leading 6-3. All right, Peterson ready to pitch to the left-hand hitting Sims. It's right down the middle. Strike one called. Fritz gets the sign from Munson. Sidearm curve is low, one on one. Two out, nobody on. Outside with a breaking pitch, two and one. We had no wind during the first game. Second game, the wind came up for a while. That's gone. Legs hanging limp. The 2-1 delivery. Right down the middle. 2-2. Two two. Sims kicking the dirt down there. He was looking for a breaking pitch, and Peterson slipped the fastball right by him. Two balls, two strikes, two outs. Winds his curve swing and a miss strike three and Sims throws the bat all the way back against the backstop. Three up, three down, and at the end of seven full innings, it's Cleveland six, the Yankees three. It isn't often that the American public gets a chance to vote for the car of their choice. Well, six hundred thousand Americans got their chance in Car and Driver magazine's reader poll. Five out of the six winners were Chevrolets. Chevelle, the best intermediate sedan. Chevelle SS 396, SS 454, best road car. Camaro, best sporty car. And Corvette, best sports GT and best all-around car. Those are the facts. And the facts leave no doubt as to where you get more car for your dollars. See your Chevrolet dealer. Drive home a winner. We're celebrating spring and warm weather and blue skies and flowers at McDonald's. We're all prettied up for the season, and to make it extra special for you, we've got a gift for every youngster. A bright yellow Ronald McDonald Happy Cup, given free with the purchase of any 16-ounce Coke, orange, or root beer. This is the Happy Cup the youngsters have been seeing on TV, and as Ronald says, you can use it for lots of happy things. It's Ronald McDonald's Happy Cup. Be sure you get yours. Another reason we like to say... McDonald's is your kind of place. Well, looks like there's a little rabbit in the ball in other games today, too, just looking over the home run list. George Scott of Boston, Brooks Robinson of Baltimore, Rick Reichert of Washington, Bill Freehan, and Jim Northrup for Detroit. And uh, Don Mincher of Oakland, Roger Repos of California, George Mitterwald of Minnesota, Tommy Harper of Milwaukee, 
Hickman of the Cubs. Tony Perez hit his 16th. Darren Johnson, number 9. Larry Heisel, number 4, over in the National League. Sangian of Pittsburgh. Merle of San Diego. McCovey had a couple. That's not, not, nothing new in that. 14 and 15 for McCovey. Bobby Bonds. All right, Frank. Bobby Mercer's had a perfect day in his second game. A walk, a single, and a double. Vince Colbert out on the mound, the right-hander. Kicks, delivers to Bobby. It's low. Two balls, no strikes to Mercer. The Yankees trail 6-3. It'll be Mercer, White, and Cater. These are the men the Yankees want to see come up. We're in the eighth inning. Colbert delivers. There's a line drive back through the middle, but playing right there, Heidemann, and throws Mercer out. Colbert went down. That ball almost put a new part in his hair. I said he ducked just in time. But Heidemann was positioned perfectly over the bag to take a base hit away from Bobby Mercer. And now Roy White. Roy has twice hit into double plays and walked. Kane and I and Frank Messer and all of us were saying that's probably some kind of a record. Roy White, I don't believe, has ever hit in a two-double plays in one game in his career. Takes a strike on the outside corner. On deck, Thurman, rather, Danny Cater. One slice foul and out of play down the left field line. And had Roy gotten that fair, nobody would have got it. Duke Sims is playing him way over in left center field. Two strikes on White. One out, nobody on 6-3. The Indians lead. The Yankees won the first game 6-5. to five. Colbert ready. Off. Fossey's glove, it was outside. One ball, two strikes. One ball, two strikes. The kick and the pitch line to left field, but foul. Now Roy going with that pitch. the eighth inning. Red Sox scored two runs in the top of the fourth, but Boog Powell is home in the bottom of the fourth. They've cut that margin in half now. Two to one. And he slaps on the left field. It's going to be in for a base hit and probably a double. White's around first. He'll dig for second, and he'll be in. And Roy White kept aiming that way. You hear that O-O back there? That was Sandy Albert. He saw the ball get by the second baseman and hit Roy White. But I doubt if he would have been able to advance. Tony Horton was over there. So you wasted an uh-oh, Sandy. A double for White. And now Danny Cater. Danny has bounced a short, singled, and hit into a double play. I don't know how to play Cater. I'll tell you, the way he swings that bat. He is some kind of a hitter. Right-hand batter. Doesn't stand with the feet too wide apart. Pitch by Colbert. Swing and a miss, strike one. 
Danny sprays him all over. On deck, Thurman Munson. Barry Moore started this game for the Indians. Went six and two-thirds. Next pitch, ground ball off the pitcher's hand. Tied him up with it. Goes to first in time, and that would have been another base hit. You give the pitcher an assist on that, the shortstop an assist, and the first baseman a put out. And Colbert just deflected that ball enough so that the shortstop could pick it up, moving the third, Roy White. The batter now, Thurman Munson. Thurman is fouled to the catcher, popped a second and singled and scored a run. Two men are out. 6-3, the Indians lead. Indians getting their bullpen ready. Ellsworth. Dick Ellsworth. Dick Ellsworth. Left-hander up there. Munson takes a strike. Thurman Munson looking for his first home run of the year. The one-strike pitch. Ground ball hit hard. That's a base hit to center field scoring Roy White. I tell you, the Yankees have hit the ball hard this inning. Mercer's ball could have been a base hit. Hit like a bullet. White's double. Hit a hit. A bullet off the pitcher's hand to the shortstop. Munson gets himself a big base hit. That makes it a 6-4 to four ball game. And the batter now? Ron Woods. Woods has struck out, bounced to second, fly to center. Potential tying run at the plate now. They got Lasher up there with Ellsworth. All right. Swing and a miss by Ron Woods. Woodsy just does not look like the same hitter he was at the beginning of the year. He was stroking that ball to the opposite field and stroking it with power. Munson leads away. The stretch. There's a base hit line to center field. Munson goes to second base and holds up, and I'm telling you, there have been some bullets hit off this COVID in this inning. Three base hits, one run, and now Johnny Ellis, the batter. He's bounced to second, fly to center, and double to right center field. Little huddle out on the mound with uh, Heidem in the shortstop and Colbert the pitcher. Alvin Dark has not made a move. And now he's making a move. Alvin Dark out in a hurry now. He's got Lasher and Ellsworth out there loosening up. And I believe the way this young man has been hit this inning. But the Dark might not leave him in the pitch to uh, Johnny Ellis. Although he has not made a motion to the bullpen. And the way he's talking to the young man, nope. Started back. Larry's given Dark a lot of time out there. Now he turns around on his own and goes back. Lasher had just started throwing out there. Ellsworth had been warming up, but Lasher had just started a moment ago. All right, Munson is at second. Woods is at first. Lindy McDaniel is up in the Yankee bullpen again. Man. All right, Ellis ready. Here's the stretch by Colbert. Pitch to Ellis. Outside and low ball one. Indians six and the Yankees four. Top of the eighth. Don't go away. 
Anything can happen with this strong boy up there. The pitch. Check swing ground ball. And it goes ball break for the Yankees. Oh, man. Johnny Ellis trying to check a swing. Ball hit the end of the bat. Rolled all the way down the foul line about two-thirds of the way and then just kicked foul. ball, one strike, two out, two on. Cleveland six and the Yankees four. And how about those Indians? Five home runs in this second ball game. Two by Horton, two by Farsi. And one by Heidemann. Yankees have a home run by Clark and a home run by Hanson in this second game. like to add Johnny Ellis's name to that right now. One ball, one strike, two out. The stretch, the pitch low and away. <clears throat> two balls in one strike. Ron Hansen on deck. Colbert ready. Delivers swing and a miss, two and two, and he had a good cut at a breaking pitch. Two balls, two strikes, two out, two men on. Johnny takes the helmet off, gets set in that batter's box. Ron Woods at first, Thurman Munson at second. Colbert gets the sign. To the belt. The pitch. It's deep. himself, it's all come back to him. I tell you, when we interviewed him between games, he said the secret was just choking up that three quarters of an inch. It doesn't sound possible. But you know, Ellis is the kind of guy, that's a swing and a miss strike too, but he's so big and strong, if he gets hot, he can carry the Yankees for uh, two or three weeks. The way the guys used to do, Mantle did it, he'd get hot for two or three weeks. Yogi and Bauer and DiMaggio. There's a pitch low. One ball, two strikes. <laughs> two out. Nobody on. The Yankees scored four runs here. There's a pitch outside. Evens the count at two and two. 
I might have got carried away a little bit. But okay. You just told me that I said... Oh, no, you know what I said? The drinks are on the house. Better not be at our bowling alley. There's a foul left of the plate. Peterson makes a one-hand grab. Anyway, I, you know why I said that? In Cleveland, as a matter of fact, in Ohio, I think there's a blue law. You can't have anything to drink on Sunday. That right, where's Bob Fischel? He knows all about Cleveland. Yankees lead 7-6. Obert winds the pitch. is bounced slowly down the third base line. It stays fair at the hit, but it kicks foul. You know, the two men they made out hit two of the hottest balls of the inning, Frank. You know that? They certainly did, Mercer and Cater. <laughs> they were both base hits when they left the bat. The one right. Mercer hit, it looked like it took the cap right off call with the pitcher. <laughs> I'll tell you something. That may have had something to do with the rest of this inning, too. Yeah, you're right, Frank. The line drive that Cater hit off his hand. And then the line drive off his hand. That's very true. How a bunch. Right. And two singles in the home of by Ellis. Hanson with the count, two and two. The pitch is fouled back. And we pause for station identification. The Yankees at home and away on WGY Schenectady. All right, again, the 2-2 delivery. Inside, he held up on his swing and his three and two. Dark, as Frank told you, had uh, Dick Ellsworth and Fred Lasher loosening up. And it appeared like he was stalling for time. That's what I thought. He wanted to get Lasher a couple of more throws out there. The payoff pitch. Ground ball hit back to the pitcher. He jumps, got it. Throw to first in time, but not before the damage was done. Four big runs on four hits. No errors. Nobody left. And at the end of seven and a half, it's the Yankees seven and the Indians six. May is Bicycle Month, your chance to make the free move, the way to recapture health, peace of mind, fun, and complete relaxation. Bicycling, the individual and the family outdoor sport. Bicycling, America's number one participation sport. This is Bicycle Month, a perfect time to exercise your right to make the free move. Join the over 60 million adults and youngsters who are now riding bicycles. The best way is to join the newest bicycle club in the capital area, the Mohawk Hudson Wheelmen. Join their afternoon trips, weekend tours, and long-distance runs. All part of the club's activities. Send a card addressed to Bikes, care of WGY Schenectady, and an application will be sent to you. In the meantime, get back on a bike. Everyone's doing it. May is Bicycle Month, a good time to make the free move. And two, you'll help the solution to air pollution. just trying to think of the last time I saw eight home runs in a single ball game. It's been a while. I, I can't remember. I honestly can't remember when I've seen that many home runs. Well, they've done it again. they put in Jerry Kenny at third base, moved Danny Cater to first, and have taken Johnny Ellis out. Oh, I hate to see that young man leave a ball game now as hot as he is. 
right, Chris Peterson pitching to Tony Horton, who has two home runs. Lines went deep to right field. Wood back leap, can't get it. Another home run to Tony Horton. Wood hurt himself on that one too, Phil. He caught his foot under the fence, tried to jump. And instead of going up, he went down, and he's limping a little bit on his right ankle. I believe he caught his, uh, rather his left ankle. I believe he caught his left foot under the fence and could not jump for it. You know, Frank, I believe had he not caught that foot under the fence, he might have caught that ball. He started to try and jump, and as you say, that uh, fence kept him down. He couldn't get up in the air. Oh, this is unbelievable. I thought that first game was a nail-biter cliffhanger job, but this one... With these long balls. Now, how many home runs, Frank? Nine in the ballgame now. That one's hit the left field, but off the end of the bat. Every time a ball's hit in the air, now everybody stands up. That one's caught by Roy White in left field. The ball game is tied 7-7. Seven to seven. That home run by Horton was a line drive over the right field fence. Last time a Cleveland Indian player hit as many as three home runs in a ball game, it was Willie Kirkland in 1961 against Chicago. Rocky Colavito has the club record four in a game. There's one popped up to the right side. Cater is calling for it. And Danny makes the catch. It's two up. Fossey, who has lined it short and home it twice. Fossey has two homers. Horton has three homers. Heidemann has a home run. Six home runs. See, am I missing any? There's a pitch low, ball one. Six home runs by the Indians. One, two, three home runs by the Yankees. There's a curve over. Strike call, one on one. Peterson's pitch, swing and a miss. One ball, two strikes. Wine kicks, delivers outside, two and two. So Peterson and Colbert are the pitchers of records now. Two balls, two strikes, two out. Peterson winds his pitcher curve, bouncing ball is short. Big hop to Ron Hanson. Fires to first in time. But that man, Tony Horton, did it again. One run on the homer. Nobody left. And at the end of eight full innings, it's the Yankees, seven and the Indians, seven. We are having a Brazilian towel dance in celebration of the Brazilian towel sale at your Atlantic service stations. Import a Brazilian bathhouse in an elegant jacquard weep for only a dollar twenty-nine. <laughs> 
Oh, and the beef stuff for only two ninety nine. And get this, amigo. When you buy the Batman for only two forty nine, you get a hand towel free. Yay, yay, yay. Each towel comes in avocado or gold. You can get one with every purchase of gasoline at a participating Atlantic station. Pretty soon, you'll have enough for your own Brazilian towel dance. Oh, you don't know how? It's simple. You dance to the rhythm of drying your back with a towel. No purchase required in New Jersey. Well, they're getting the record books out now, Phil, as the home runs keep piling up in this ball game, and uh, it's not close. I think the pretty close. It's pretty close. Eight. 11 for two clubs, and 8 for one team in a single game, I believe. And if anybody was wondering when the home runs were going out uh, earlier in the game, the record for a pitcher giving up home runs in a ball game, I believe, was 6. All right, for the Yankees, Gene Michael will come up and bat for Fritz Peterson, and Dick Ellsworth is on the mound. A 7-7 ball game, and boy, these people have gotten their money's worth today. They had a thriller in the first game the Yankees won at 6-5. I said that three times already, and i plenty of excitement. This whole series has been crammed with excitement. The game last night, rather yesterday afternoon, 13 innings. Friday night. All right, Gene Michael, batting right-handed against Dick Ellsworth, wearing the top of the ninth. It's all tied 7-7. Ellsworth winds his pitch, low ball one. You know, when uh, Dick Hauser or Jim Turner, whoever does it, uh, reports this uh, ball game to manager Ralph Hawk, he's going to say, you've got to be kidding. <laughs> That's right, after that first one, there's a base hit for Michael, line to left. Duke sends down on one knee up with it, and Gene Michael pinch hits a line single to left field. And now Horace Clark, Horace one for four, but that one hit a home run in the fourth inning. He has also struck out fly to left, bounce to second. Tony Horton holds the bag against Michael. Lindy McDaniel comes in from the bullpen now. Lindy relieved in the first game and was the winning pitcher. The stretch. The pitch almost hits clog. Ball one. Fred Lasher, submariner, is up in the Indian bullpen. Clock was not ready to bunt that time. Here's the stretch. Not ready to bunt now, and it's outside. Ball two, two and nothing. Bobby Mercer on deck. Nobody out. Scored side 7-7 in the ninth. Here's the stretch. The pitch low in the dirt. Nice play by Fossey, but that's ball three. Three and nothing. A 3-0 count. Now you know clock will be taken all the way. The 3-0 pitch. Strike one, three and one. Now let's see what the Yankees put on. It could be the bunt. It could be the take. It could be the hit and run. Three and one to count. 
Michael leads away. Ellsworth sets. The pitch is fouled back out of play, and Michael was not going, so now it's a full count, and now I would have to say that Michael will be going. I don't have to say it, but I'm going to say it anyway. Three and two. The stick leads off first base. The stretch. He doesn't go. The ball is hit deep to left field, but it's curving. And just foul. Holy cow. Now that ball missed the screen alongside the foul ball. I'll never know. Oh, this is unbelievable today. You couldn't write a script to make a movie the way this ball game is going. Three balls, two strikes, nobody out. Ellsworth shakes off one sign. Now he sets. The pitch is popped up in a shallow right center. Could be trouble. Could be trouble and caught by Foster on the dead run. Oh, Foster was looking for Ulander to make that catch. When he saw Ulander couldn't get to it, he had to put on the speed and just did catch up to it. Mercer the batter. Bobby has walked, single, double, bounced to short. All right, they give Bobby a lot of room down each line. The left-hander stretches the pitch to Mercer as strike on the outside corner. Wow! 7-7 seven, seven the score in the top of the ninth. Horton holds the bag against Gene Michael. On deck, Roy White. Ellsworth sets. Pitch is high, one of one. Ellsworth ready. Curve bunted down third, but foul. Oh, man, Mercer could have walked to first base had he gotten that ball down fair, and Bobby swings his arm in disgust. He had the third baseman way back, and he got a curved ball just outside a perfect ball to bunt. Try to make it too perfect. So the count is now one ball, two strikes. One out, 7-7 seven, seven the score. Yankees won the first game 6-5. Stretch by Ellsworth. The pitch hit down the left field line. And it curves. Oh, just foul again. It looks like a magnet down there drawing that ball foul just before it gets to the foul pole. Never seen two balls come that close to a foul pole in one inning. They both just missed by inches. Right. One, one a right hand hitter, one a left hand hitter. Oh boy! Still one ball, two strikes. Michael at first he led off the inning with a pinch hit single. Ellsworth stretches. The pitch almost hit Mercer. Two balls, two strikes. Mm -hmm. 
one out. A lot of room down that left field line for Bobby. Here's the stretch. The pitch slice foul, and Dick Houser didn't know which way to move. Almost ran right into that foul ball. So it's still two and two. And Mercer really hanging in there as Ellsworth trying to nick that outside corner. Tries to crowd Bobby and then nick the outside corner. So it's two and two. Michael leads away. Ellsworth sets, comes to the belt. Kicks, delivers low and outside, and it's a full count. Now, the last time they did not have Michael going on a 2-3-2 pitches. Two Horace Clark, one he fouled off, one he popped up. You'd almost have to bet he was going to run on this 3-2 count. All right, Ellsworth ready. He doesn't go again, and the ball is lying in center field, but right there, Ulander, and makes a running catch. Michael has to hurry back. Slides back in the first, and Mercer hits that ball a ton. The only thing is, he didn't get it up in the air. He hit a line drive that Ted Ulander made a fine play on. Hit right on the button. It's two out. And now Roy White has hit in the two double plays, has walked and doubled. 7-7 seven, seven the score in that top of the ninth. Two men out. Stretch by Ellsworth. Pitch to Roy White is in there. Strike one call. Ellsworth ready again. High and outside, one and one. One ball, one strike. Two out. Pitch is low, two balls and a strike. deck, Danny Cater. Indians scored four runs in the fourth. Yankees scored four runs in the eighth. Now the 2-1 delivery. Swing and a miss. Strike two, two and two. Two balls, two strikes, two outs. Michael on first base. The pitch to White. He gets a base hit to right field. And Michael might score. No, he's going to second base, going to third base. They're waving him in. The throw to the plate is there. And Michael is out. They sent him in. A double for Roy White, but the throw was a perfect throw from the right fielder. Roy Foster, one hop to Ray Fossey, and he blocked the plate on Michael, and he tagged Gene pretty hard right in the face. Well, a lot of excitement. Double a right for White, and Michael is out from 9-2. to two. So for the Yankees, no runs, two hits, 
No errors, a man left, and at the end of eight and a half, it's the Yankees seven and the Indians seven. Nothing is more important to the life of your engine than the oil you put in. That's why at Atlantic Red Ball stations, your dealer doesn't just promise to check your oil. He guarantees it. In fact, if an Atlantic Red Ball dealer doesn't check your oil or clean your windshield, weather permitting, you get your gasoline for free. Red Ball service is your Atlantic's dealer's way of assuring you of good service so that you get the same good service when you're on vacation as you get at home. So that you get the same treatment from a dealer who doesn't know you as you do from the guy in your own neighborhood. The details may vary slightly from state to state, but the quality of Red Ball service never varies. If it does, you don't have to pay. Atlantic Red Ball service. You're ahead even when you don't get it. comes on to pitch for New York. The Yankees do not have a shortstop on the field, so we'll just have to uh, wait and see whether Gene Michael will be coming out. As Phil told you, Michael barreled in to Fossey, tried to knock the ball loose, and Fossey slapped a hard tag up around his face. So we'll just have to wait now and see who will be a shortstop. Lindy McDaniel was the running pitcher in the first game of the doubleheader this afternoon. The Yankees won it by a score of 6-5. to five. McDaniel in that ball game pitched uh, two and a third innings, gave up three base hits, and Ron Hansen comes out to play shortstop. You know, I actually believe that uh, Gene Michael would have been the shortstop and stayed in the game, but as you said, Frank, I think he got hurt on that slide to the plate. Fossey tagged him pretty hard. That's Fossey. I'll tell you something. He didn't budge a bit when Michael went uh, charging into him. Nope. Because Gene didn't slide. He just put his shoulder down. He was just trying to knock the ball loose. As you have to want to play like that, you're out by 10 or 12 feet. And uh, he just he didn't budge Fossey one inch. Nope. All right, Jack Heideman, who is lined to left, homered and fly to left the batter against Lindy McDaniel. A tie ball game, 7-7. Check swing foul, strike one. We were talking about that play, and that's the natural play to send a runner in on that tight base hit by Roy White, even though uh, Michael was coming all the way from first. And as it turned out, Roy Foster made a clean pickup and a beautiful throw. It had to be perfect to get Michael, and it was. Had it been up the line a little more or towards the foul side of home plate a little more, Michael would have scored. So you got to take those chances. How's it took it? It didn't pay off, but it's still tied. A 1-1 count on Heidemann in the bottom of the ninth. McDaniel kicks, delivers. It's a little bit low. Two balls and a strike. Heidemann, a right-hand batter. Lindy's pitch fouled off the umpire's chest protector. Two and two. And he was going for the seats that time. Yep. Chuck Hinton is on deck. Too bad for Dick Ellsworth. 
Two balls, two strikes on young Jack Hardiman. Lindy McDaniel's pitch, ground ball to his right Hanson. A long throw in time by a step. Very nice play by Hanson. Wasn't flustered at all. He had a long throw to make. And now Chuck Hinton batting for Dick Ellsworth. One out in the bottom of the ninth, all tied 7 7. Chuck, a right hand batter. Lenny McDaniel, as we told you, relieved in the first game and was the winning pitcher. He relieved in yesterday's ball game and was the losing pitcher. Oh, am I right or not? No, he wasn't. Hamilton was the losing pitcher in yesterday's game. There's a curve back to the screen. McDaniel did relieve yesterday, but he was not the losing pitcher. He gave up the home run, I believe, to Duke Sims, his second home run. That pitch is high. Two balls, no strikes. That was the only home run hit off uh, McDaniel so far this year. That Duke Sims home with a tied the ball game. He pitched two innings yesterday, two and a third innings in the first game of the doubleheader today. There is one fresh man in the Yankee bullpen. Of course, uh, you'll have to be saved for the Detroit series. That's Jack Aker. Uh-huh. The pitch is fouled upstairs and out of play. Two balls, one strike. That's right, Jack just pitched uh, to a couple of men, didn't he? He threw four intentional uh, pitches to walk a man intentionally, and uh, then uh, Heidemann hit the uh, one-strike pitch, I believe it was, or the 1-1 one, one right. pitch for the base hit the one it. High two him on the count on hitting, one out, 7-7, seven, seven, bottom of the ninth. That pitch nicks the corner, and it evens the count at two and two. Home runs have been flying all over Municipal Stadium today. Six by the Indians, three by the Yankees in this second game. McDaniel winds his pitch a little bit low, three and two. Yankees had two home runs in the first game, uh, Roy White and John Ellis homering. All right, McDaniel ready. The payoff pitch, ground ball hit the short, Hanson was left, up with it. Fires to first in time. Two real good plays by Ron Hanson. He has had the last three chances. The last out in the bottom of the eighth and the first two here in the ninth. And now Ted Ulander is one for four in his second game. Fly to right, bounce to second, singled and struck out. Well, the Mets and the Cubs split their doubleheader by identical scores. The Cubs won the first game three to one. The Mets won the second one three to one. What's happening in that Red Sox-Baltimore game? There's a ground ball. Bates hits the left field. Roy wide up with it, and Ulander went the opposite way with that breaking pitch. It's raining down in Baltimore. The game is being held up. Our little huddle out on the mound with Eddie Leone up there. Leone is 0 for 3. Struck out, fly to left, sacrificed, and fly to right. Daniel and Munson talk it over, and they got to watch Ulander for a potential steal with two outs. And the score tied 7-7. 
In this situation, in the first game of the doubleheader, they did have Ulander running, and Fitch was fouled out. Ulander's stolen two bases. He is a good base runner, though. All right, Frank, we'll keep an eye on him. Cato holding him close. They try to steal off McDaniel. Here's a stretch by Lindy. Throw over there. That was a soft toss over there. Not his good move. Two men out. 7-7. Bottom of the ninth. Here's the stretch. The pitch is low. Nice play by Munson. Ball one. Guarding the line at third. Cater on the bag at first. McDaniel sets. Checks the runner. The pitch. Low and outside. Ball two. This is the man McDaniel you would figure has to get Eddie Leon because the left-hand hitter Duke Sims, who has been just as hot as he can be in this uh, series, is the next batter. That's so right, Frank. Let's see what he does. He's worried, too, about Ulander at first. Not able to pay as strict attention as he'd like to Eddie Leone up at the plate. Stretch by McDaniel. His pitch is in there. Leone taken all the way, and Ulander bluffing his tail. It's two balls and a strike. out all tied 7-7 Yankees won the first game 6-5 stretch by McDaniel the pitch a bouncing ball at second clock comes in up with it flips to Hanson who throws to first they didn't have to they got four out that inning so one counts for the next inning I don't know what was going on there but anyway no runs a base hit no errors a man left and at the end of nine full innings it's 7 Seven. And now Frank Messer will give you the scores and carry you along for the next three. All right, Phil. Uh, Baltimore shaded Boston two to one in ten innings of their first game on a home run by Brooks Robinson in the tenth. George Scott and Homer for Boston's run. Second game, Boston leads two to nothing in the bottom half of the fourth, and it's raining in Baltimore. Make that two to one because Powell had Homer before the rain started. So it's two to one, Boston, and it is raining in Baltimore. Washington beat Detroit six to four. And let's see, in the Oakland-Chicago doubleheader, the first game went to Oakland 5-1. Oakland leading 5-2 at the end of seven innings in the nightcap. California at Minnesota, and the California Angels edged the Minnesota Twins 6-5 in a single game. Kansas City, in ten innings, defeated Milwaukee 6-5. In the National League, the Cubs and the Mets split 3-1 decisions. Hands beat Seaver in the first game as Chicago won it. The Mets came back behind Nolan Ryan's two-hitter to win the nightcap 3-1, and Decker was the loser. Los Angeles 8, Atlanta won final score. Foster the winner, Pappas the loser. The Phillies shitted the Cardinals 6-5 in 10 innings. Houston over Cincinnati 10-7 at the Astrodome, despite Tony Perez's 16th home run. Pittsburgh shut out Montreal 3-0, a three-hitter for Bob Beal. It was San Francisco 6, San Diego 1 in the first game. San Diego leads the Giants 3-0 at the end of 4 in the nightcap. All right, Danny Cater will lead off as we go to the 10th inning of this ball game, tied 7-7. 
Cater is one for four. Goes after the first pitch. It's uh, one hopper to third. Nevels has and throws him out. So Cater, first ball hitting, skips out to the third baseman, Greg Nevels, with Fred Lasher now pitching for the Cleveland Indians. Third game in a row in which Lasher has appeared. Thurman Munson comes on, fouled out to the catcher his first time, popped up to second in the fourth inning, but since then he's had two solid base hits up the middle and he's scored two runs. Munson has also driven in a run. Right-hander Fred Lasher winds, sidearm pitches, buddy down the first baseline. Lasher is after it. He's up with it, underhand flip in time and a close play at first base, and Munson is out. Lasher to Horton, 1-3. Frank Munson saw or thought he could get away with something there. He saw that Lasher was coming off the mound to the third base side with that side-on pitch, and he just tried to push it down the first baseline, and he just missed by about a half step. All right, now Ron Woods. Woods is one for four in this game. Jerry Kenny comes out on deck. He bats in the spot that was occupied by John Ellis. And the first pitch is over to Ron Woods, strike one. 7-7 ball game in the top half of the 10th inning. Fred Lasher to the windup. Submarine pitch. Misses outside. One ball, one strike. Way Lasher throws, his fastball and his curve have a tendency to rise as they come in. He's ready to work again and deals. Strike called. Woods was backing away from the plate and the pitch got the outside corner. One ball and two strikes. Jerry Kenny on deck. Here's the one-two pitch to Woods, way outside, and the count evens at two and two. Yankees have seven runs on 13 hits. Cleveland, seven runs on 10 hits. There have been nine home runs in the ballgame, six by the Indians, three by the Yankees. Two-two pitch to Woods. He swings and lines a base hit to left field. Buke Sims chases the ball down. Ron Woods going to go for second. Here comes Sims throw the slide. He's out at second. Woods is thrown out from Sims in left to the shortstop Heideman. A single, and he's out 7-6. So for the Yankees in the top of the tenth, no runs, one hit. There were no errors, nobody left. At the end of nine and a half, the score is New York 7 and Cleveland 7. Oh, we've certainly had a great series, the Yankees and the Cleveland Indians. Friday night, the Yankees jumped off with a three-run lead and then went on to win it. And yesterday's game wasn't decided until the bottom half of the 13th inning. First game today, a thriller right down to the bottom of the ninth. The tying run just 90 feet away on third base when the Yankees won 6-5. And here, this game, now in the middle of the 10th inning, all even with nine home runs in it. So come on out to Yankee Stadium. And incidentally, the Cleveland Indians will be in in the month of June. They'll be in for a weekday doubleheader on June the 24th. An afternoon doubleheader on a Wednesday afternoon. So mark that date down. The Yankees and the Cleveland Indians. And then the following night, the Cleveland Indians will be in Yankee Stadium as well. This is shaping up as quite a rivalry this year, the way these clubs have been playing. They played one wingding of a doubleheader at Yankee Stadium back in the month of April. And they'll have another one on the 24th, the Yankees and the Cleveland Indians.
Bob, we'll watch Lindy McDaniel take his warm-up throws, and Duke Sims will be the leadoff hitter for the Cleveland Indians in the bottom half of the tenth inning. Sims, Horton, and Foster. And right now, on New York Yankee baseball, we pause for station identification. The Yankees at home and away on WGY Schenectady. from left field that cut Ron Woods down at second base trying to stretch a single into a double. Still a good play with two outs in a tight ball game like this. Woods figuring that Sims, not a regular left fielder, might not be able to get it. First pitch to Sims. Swing and a miss. Sinking fastball from Lindy McDaniel. Strike one. On deck, Tony Horton, who has three home runs in three times at bat in this game three official times at bat. In the fifth inning, he was intentionally walked. Homered in the second, homered in the third, threw the walk in the fifth, and homered in the eighth. Seven to seven. Bottom of the tenth. McDaniel winds, and the pitch to Sims. He checks his swing and bounces a foul off to the right side. Strike two. We remarked earlier, the last time Sims hit against McDaniel, he homered to tie up the ball game yesterday and sent it to 13 innings. It's already tied here, and we're in the 10th. Gator just about a foot inside the line, deep at first base. Here's the pitch. Sims rocks another one foul. This one into the Cleveland dugout. Woods very deep out in right field. Bobby Mercer comes over toward the alley and Roy White is in left center. And White is deep. Horace Clark back in the right field grass. The pitch. Get high in the air. Deep to right field. Woods going back. Watching it. It is Daniel a pitch. Popped up in the shallow left. Back goes Hanson. He's got it. And we're two down. Ron Hanson backpedaling. Retires Horton. Two away. And now Roy Foster is the batter. Foster slides to center. Struck out. Grounded to third and slides to left. people listening to this ball game think we're making it up. 
It's just unbelievable. The wind-up by McDaniel, the pitch to Foster. Strike, one is called. A dipping fastball again. Lindy ready to work. Brings it. Foster swings and fouls it off the plate. Thurman Munson went down the third base line, grabbed the ball, but he was in foul territory. Draws no balls, two strikes on Roy Foster. Yankees at one stage of the game were down five to two, then six to three. Wind up and the pitch. Get on the ground at shortstop. Hanson gobbles it up. Pegs on to cater at first, and the side is retired. Three up, three down. Nothing across. And at the end of ten full innings, the score is New York 7 and Cleveland 7. All right, attention all you Little League coaches. Here's your opportunity to supply your team with official Little League bats. The popular bat day will be held on Sunday, June the 7th at Yankee Stadium. And all the youngsters, 14 and under, and accompanied by an adult, will receive an official Little League bat with the Yankee signature. It's always one of the big Yankee Stadium events. So don't waste any time. Order your tickets now at all the Yankee ticket offices or through the mail to Ticket Director, Yankee Stadium, the Bronx, New York. Reserve seats at $2.75. The box seats are $4. That's Sunday, June the 7th, Bat Day, a 2 o'clock game, the Yankees and the Chicago White Sox. The White Sox will be in uh, for two games before Bat Day, Friday night, June 5th. Saturday afternoon the 6th, Saturday the 7th, and then the Minnesota Twins the night game on the 9th and the 10th, Tuesday and Wednesday night. Well, it's been a fantastic series here in Cleveland and a fantastic uh, pair of ball games today. The Yankees winning the first as Ron Wood made a great catch in the ninth inning. And Ron Wood saved the ball game here to just pull the ball out of the seat in the bottom half of the 10th inning. So, as we go to the top half of the 11th inning, Ron Woods does not lead off. Jerry Kenny does, and here's Frank. All right, Jerry Kenny up for his first time in the ballgame. John Ellis had a double and a home run in this spot of the order, two for four. Kenny takes a strike over the outside corner. When the Yankees went ahead seven to six, Dick Hauser pulled Ellis, moved Cater to first, put Kenny in his third for the defensive measure. But then, Cleveland came right back to tie it up. One strike pitch to Kenny, over but low. One ball, one strike. Rain stopped in Baltimore. They're playing again. Tied two to two at the end of four and a half. Boston two, Baltimore two, end of four and a half. Fred Lasher tosses the rosin bag down. Into the line, the pitch. Kenny takes low and outside. Lasher came on to start the top of the tent. Got Cater on a ground ball, Munson on a ground ball as Thurman tried to bunt himself on. Then Wood single to left, and Duke Sims threw him out, trying to stretch it into a double. Flasher's next pitch to Kenny. He swings, and he misses. Strike two. A ball and two strikes. Ron Hampton is on deck. And Jack Aker has started to work down in the Yankee bullpen. Two-two pitch to Kenny. He lines it out into right center field. It's going to be a tweener. And it bounces all the way to the wall. Kenny digging hard on his way to second base, and he pulls up at second with a double. Two base hit for Jerry Kenny. 
The eighth extra base hit in the ball game for the Yankees. Five doubles and three home runs. Out of the total of 15 hits for New York. And now Ron Hanson, the batter, has a little chat with Coach Dick Hauser before he steps in. Hanson has struck out, homered, walked, and bounced back to the pitcher. Hanson hit his home run, his first as a Yankee, with two outs in the fifth inning. That was the Yankees' second run of the ball game. Of course, the Indians just got Fred Lasher from the Tigers, and Lasher has already lost one game today. His overall record is now 1-4. and four. The Yankees touched him up for a run yesterday. All right, Ron Hanson, right-hand hitter. Jerry Kenny at second. And the pitch, he bunts it down the first baseline foul. Hanson trying to bunt Kenny over to third base, fouls off the first pitch. No balls and one strike. Gene Michael is on the bench in the Yankee dugout with what appears to be an ice bag on his knee. Right knee, left knee, right knee. He collided with Fossey in a play at the plate earlier in the game, and it was uh, quite a collision. Hanson waiting. No ball, one strike pitch will be coming from Lasher. Kenny at second. Here it is. Hanson takes it for a strike called. He was squared to bunt, pulled about away. No balls and two strikes. Michael let off the ninth inning with a single to left field. And then tried to score on Roy White's double. Bossy had him, and Michael tried to knock the ball loose. They had quite a collision. Michael came out second best. The pitch. Inside and low. A ball and two strikes. Of course, Fossey had all the equipment. He had a perfect throw from the right fielder, Roy Foster. Had plenty of time to take the throw, plant his feet, set himself, and make the play. Mike Paul now throwing in the Cleveland bullpen. Here's the pitch to Hanson. Gets it on the ground to third. Up with it is Nettles. Throws to first in time. Kenny cannot move up on the ground out to third. One away, and Lindy McDaniel is being called back to the dugout. And Frank Tepadino comes out. Tepadino will bat for McDaniel. Tepadino, left-hand hitter. <laughs> Tepadino got the base hit off last year yesterday. That put the Yankees in the lead in that ball game. But then Sims hit a home run to tie it up. Now, Lasher well remembers it. Lash is a sidearm right-hander, or as Frank says, even a submarine pitcher. And uh, Tepadino just reached out and lined it right by third base. And it went in the left field, caught up at two bases, and it gave the Yankees the lead. So here he is again and again against Fred Lasher. Okay, Bob, and Tepadino is hitting 308. He is 3 for 8 as a pinch hitter. He started uh, just one game, played left field up in Boston early in the season while Roy White was in service. Jerry Kenny's at second, a 7-7 ball game in the 11th inning. Lasher ready to pitch to Tepidino. Here it comes. Tepidino takes strike call over the outside corner. Horace Clark now on deck. Lasher off the stretch. Sets and deals. 
Severino swings. It's a high foul into the seat down the right field side. Well out of play. No balls and two strikes to Tepidino. Lasher has the rosin bag, now flips it away. Kenny leads away from second, one out. 0-2 pitch, blowing outside to Tepidino. A ball and two strikes. Jack Aker warms up in the Yankee bullpen. Left-hander Mike Paul warming up in the Cleveland bullpen. Aker is stopped now watching the action. Now we'll have the one and two pitch to Tepidino. Here it comes. He swings and misses strike three. First strikeout for Lasher, two down. The batter will be Horace Clark, who homered, leading off the fourth. Horace is one for five in this ballgame. Clark hit his home run off starter Barry Moore. Of all the home runs hit in this ballgame, by far the longest was John Ellis' home run over the straightaway center field wall and had to carry at least 450 feet. ready to pitch to Clark. Hoss fouls one into the first base dugout. Strike one. Kenny let off with a double. Hanson tried to bunt him around but got two strikes on him and grounded out to third. Kenny could not move up. Tepidino batted for McDaniel and struck out. No balls and a strike to Horace Clark. Flasher starts the stretch. And delivers. Low in the dirt, blocked by Fosse. One ball, one strike. Just been an amazing ball game. Yankees had one big inning, the eighth, when they scored four runs. The inning was capped off by John Ellis' three-run homer over the straightaway center field fence. Pitch is over the outside corner to Clark. Strike call. It's one and two. Ellis hit his home run off the right-hander, Vince Colbert. Ellis hit his first game home run off Fred Lasher, who is in here now. So both of John's homers have come off right-hand pitchers. In the first game, he homered over the right field wall, and in this game, over the straightaway center field wall. One ball and two strikes. Lasher sets, brings the pitch, low outside, two and two. Baker down on the Yankee bullpen, figures he's had enough warm-up throws. He's just standing there, hands on hips, watching the action. 2-2 pitch coming. Way outside. Ball three, full count. Three 
balls and two strikes. Lasher takes his time. Now looks down to Fossey. 3-2 pitch will be on the way. Here it comes. It is lined out of the right field. It's going to be a base hit. And it gets away momentarily from Foster. Kenny scores. Clark stops at first. Oh, Horace Clark came through on that three and two pick. No doubt about it. He wrapped it out in the right field. And the Yankees have grabbed the lead once again in this ball game. But it's been such a wild afternoon. That there's absolutely no way of uh, ever saying that the game is over. I do know that some people heading for the exit. But the Yankees will have to come in with a new pitcher in the bottom half of the 11th inning. But right now, Fred Lasher has to pitch to Bobby Mercer, and this could be a very unhappy day for Mr. Lasher out there, because he could be the losing pitcher in both ball games. Just as Lindy McDaniel could be the winner in both. All right, Mercer waiting. Bobby is uh, two for four in this game. He bluffs the bunt, takes a strike. Clark bluffed the move to second. Mercer might have picked him up out of the corner of his eye and thought that Clark was going. Stucks about out there in the uh, bunt maneuver to try, try to throw the catcher. Fossey a bit off stride. Yankees are leading now, 8-7. to seven. There's a throw to first. Clark gets back. Fred Lasher, ready to go to work. Checks Clark and delivers. Mercer, it's a ground ball foul pass first. So far in the doubleheader today, the Yankees have had 30 base hits. 14 in the first game, 16 in this one. Eight of the hits in this game for extra bases. Checks Clark. Deals Mercer. Bobby takes high outside. One ball and two strikes. Flasher looking over toward first. Looks into the Cleveland dugout. Not much help coming from there. It's just a head-on duel now. Lasher and Mercer. There goes Clark. The pitch is line foul into the seats behind third. Clark broke for second, and Mercer fouled it away. The count holds one and two. The Yankees had six extra base hits in the first game, so 14 of the 30 hits have been for extra bases. <laughs> Clark has a pretty good lead down at first. Draws the look from Lasher. The pitch to Mercer. It's high. And the count, two and two. Yankees leading eight to seven. Lasher takes his time. Starts the stretch. Throws the first. Clark is back. Roy White is on deck. 
like a big lead at first. He goes, pitches outside, throw to second base, he's safe. Stolen base for Horace Clark. His sixth of the year. Full count now, three and two on Mercer. And Clark is in scoring position at second. With his speed, he could score on a single. There are two outs. The set, and here's the pitch. Strike three is called. Mercer is caught looking. And the side is retired. But the Yankees take the lead with one run. On two hits. No errors and a man left. We go now to the bottom half of the 11th. The score is New York 8 and Cleveland 7. having a Brazilian towel dance in celebration of the Brazilian towel sale at your Atlantic service stations. Import a Brazilian bathhouse in an elegant jacquard weave for only $1.29. <laughs> oh, and the beast towel for only $2.99. And get this, amigo, when you buy the bath mat for only $2.49, you get a hand towel free. Yay, yay, yay. Each towel comes in avocado or gold. You can give one with every purchase of gasoline at a participating Atlantic station. Pretty soon, you'll have enough for your own Brazilian towel dance. Oh, you don't know how? It's simple. You dance to the rhythm of drying your back with a towel. No purchase required in New Jersey. get the Atlantic station. We get set to go into the bottom half of the 11th inning, and the Yankees hope this is the last half inning of a long afternoon, which saw the Yankees pull the first one out 6-5, to five. and in both games, great catches by Ron Woods has saved the day, one in the ninth inning of the first game, and one in the 10th inning of this nightcap. Jack Aker comes on to pitch for the Yankees, and he's got a hole to drive here in the bottom of the 11th. Yesterday, he came in with the bases loaded, nobody out, and gave up the game-winning base hit to Jack Heideman. This for Aker will be game number 15. He has one, two, lost, one, save, seven, and an outstanding earned run average of 2.25. He has done the job for the Yankees. But, uh, well, the whole bullpen has. All right, Aker ready to work. To Greg Nettles, the left-hand hitter. Nettles is 0 for 2. Grounded out to second, popped to first. The wind-up, the first pitch to him. He takes a strike over the outside corner. Aker, as Bob told you, relieved yesterday, threw only seven pitches. Gave up an intentional walk to load the bases, then Heideman got the base hit. The pitch now is low, and the count evens one ball, one strike. Yankees leading eight to seven. What a ball game this one has been. The Yankees had to come from behind again to take the lead. The pitch outside. Two balls and a strike to Greg Nettles. Ray Fossey, the catcher, is on deck, and then Jack Heideman. Between the two of them, they've had three home runs in this ballgame. Fossey, two, and Heideman, one. Tony Horton has hit three. The pitch hit on the ground to Clark. He's got it. The throw to first base. He's out, one away. 
Fourth throw to Neville. And now Fossey. Fossey line to Hanson in the second. Homer in the fourth. Homer again in the sixth. Grounded out to Hanson in the eighth. He's pulled everything today, and they play him around to the left side. Clark well over towards second. Hanson deep at shortstop. Kenny down the line at third. The pitch to him. He takes a strike. Jack Aker slider got the outside corner. Nothing in one. Next pitch. Get on the ground at third. It's foul. Dennis Higgins, a right-hander, is throwing in the Cleveland bullpen. Three innings of baseball for these two clubs in two days. The pitch. Low. One ball and two strikes to Ray Fossey. One out. The base is empty. Bottom half of the 11th inning, 8-7 to seven, New York. Yankees, eight runs, 16 hits. Akers pitch. He pops it up off the third base side foul. Kenny is after it. He's got room in front of the dugout. He's got it. Two down. We pause for station identification. The Yankees at home and away on WGY. Connected. Jack Hardeman in the batter. Two out. Fly ball out into shallow left center. The shortstop is under it. He makes the catch, and that's the ball game. The Yankees win the series 